episode <laughs> now nah, for people who, who don't know black is an artist he's a fantastic uh r&b artist he just put out an album got a couple hits on there we'll be a, a be on this splash cast 36 pack um let's do a reg yeah man let's get into it let's get into it welcome ladies and gentlemen to episode 95 of the splash cast monday night raw the around the league edition where we come and broadcast and do a live show every monday at 8 30 we just finished the pregame. if you have a chance go back and listen to it if you're listening to it now uh i am your co-host reggie i'm your co-host norwood i'm feeling great um, before we do anything, always remember, like, follow, subscribe, tell other people about the podcast. We are here to have a good time. Um, there will be beverages as me and Reggie do our best to get through uh, what we consider like healing, dealing with the team called the Atlanta Hawks. Um, and I'm not sure if we have an out right now, but relax, have a seat. Have a seat, have a seat. Well, y'all, Julius Randle had a career night first tonight. Note. About to drink this water. Y'all know what it is with the Around the League edition. We always start off with our HBCU news around the culture. Then we go to basketball and football, whichever is in season. Normally, it's either football or basketball, whichever one's in season. But we always start off with the culture first. We always start off with the culture first. But before we do that, Norwood, what can they do? Like, follow, subscribe, tell somebody else about the podcast. You know, we are the realest podcast in the world. At least you can do is tell somebody else. Definitely can tell somebody else, man. And so we're going to start off with some HBCU football uh, real quick. Hey, man, if anybody knows about Benedict College, it's Norwood and I. We both have family ties to Benedict, uh, one of the better institutions um, in HBCU culture, one of the best kept secrets over there in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, they actually went 13-1 and one and won the SIAC uh, last year. Correct. And they are a powerhouse to say the least. Um, what happens when you have success at any college program? First thing that happens, they start to pick off your uh, your assistants. 
that's always you can always tell how good a college program is by how many assistants they have to turn over. It's an unfortunate casualty of being a great coaching system and coaching tree. Um, the offensive coordinator it comes with the territory. One hundred percent. The offensive coordinator, co-offensive coordinator for the quarter and quarterbacks coach Kevin Saxon II has announced he accepted a position as an offensive assistant with the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Shout out to Kevin. Shout out to Mr. Saxton. Um, shout out to the Chiefs. Um, I am happy for him. Benedict runs the five wide, runs the spread offense. Very similar. is a five wide version um, of what Kansas City runs uh, with Patrick Mahomes. And they're wildly successful in it. So this isn't just a affirmative action hire or what do you call it? What do you call it? Uh the Rooney Rule hire, this ain't like a Rooney Rule nothing. This dude, Kevin Saxton, is a real deal offensive guru when it comes to football. Um, and he learned from one of the better offensive minds at Benedict as well. How you feel about this, man? I like it. And also, I like the Chiefs consistently going into HBCUs and trying to find different assets, whether it be players and or coaches. Yeah, yeah. Um that I couldn't remember the head coach. Super Bowl his name. <laughs> Chennis Berry. Chennis Berry is the head coach of Benedict. Um and he he came from Southern, actually. That's how I know about Chennis Berry. He came, he was the offensive coordinator at Southern when they was winning the SWAC championship running five wide. Um and they, a lot of people want him to be wanted him to be Southern's next head coach. Uh down there at Benedict. But Kevin Saxton steps into a role. What, this is what I like, and I'll let you talk. The reason I like this hire is because he steps into a role that is similar to the role that he's already in in terms of scheme and philosophy. You're not hiring him to go run Tennessee's offense, for example, that runs the power I with two. You know, you are hiring him in a place where he can succeed. That is in continuity. Yes. Good. Yeah, for me, I like it that it, it stays in what he's doing. I just also think about like the culture change going from, you know, like an HBCU school to going to the world champions. That's got to be an exciting run. That's got to open up tons of doors, not just now, but like forever. In the the future. doors. Um, yeah. So you just got, you got to like all of this. So I know some of y'all are like, dang, why are we talking about uh, 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 Benedict's offensive coordinator going to the chiefs? Very important that this is highlighted because it does open a lot of doors it can it should open a lot of doors it's no pressure because you've already proven to self to be a good coach to even get to this point so and no I, pressure kevin i mean we know you're gonna succeed and on top of that man let's be real chiefs might run that thing back <laughs> you might have showed up at the right time man we're gonna the get right the football place, my they friend. are they are linked to a, a certain receiver we're gonna get the football they're linked to a certain receiver Ooh. <laughs> Y'all want that boy. They might they might they might just end football after that. You know what? We're just done with it. He owns it now. He's the best ever in like three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey man, one supporter and one of the bigger philanthropists on earth is Shaq. Shaq supports literally everybody. 
he created his Shaq shoe when people were make fun of him because you can find him in Walmart. But he said he's giving affordable shoes to literally meet almost every parent in need that is within distance of a Walmart. Um, literally putting your money where your mouth is because you remember once he left Reebok, he started Shaq shoe, and that's and he ended up going to Walmart. Um, he is also a huge supporter of HBCUs, huge supporter of HBCUs. He lives down here in Atlanta or has, I'm sorry, when you have that much money, you just yeah. live, you live you where you, live. where you're at. <laughs> he has a house here in Atlanta. <laughs> he has a dwelling here in Alpharetta cause he works at TNT. Say, yeah, he got one here too. Yeah. He works in, he has, he got one in the Bahamas. He got one. I mean, Barbados, uh, but he I mean, works for TNT. Five million jobs. You're right. I got a house. Uh, you gotta go to but work, right? <laughs> he showed up for the drumline, drumline live cast, uh, where Fort Valley State University um, was performing, and this is what he did. This is Shaq. <laughs> for y'all that are, that can't see he it, is, he is he walking is in clown. and becomes a full drum major. Turn up! Hey, 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 hey! He has a <laughs> lot of agility to be seven feet tall, too. You That's why he's the unicorn. He moves and then look at how like Yao Ming moves. Completely different. <laughs> hey, Shaq. Hey, hey. Yes, sir. Oh, all right. Not. <laughs> respect. Big oh, dog. respect, respect, respect. And now she about to turn up, though. Hey, oh, man. Hey. And I'm going to let y'all know right now, to march that slow is very difficult. Wait, Shaq, now, Shaq. <laughs> and Dion then sent her message, said, hey, ma'am, are you available to come to Colorado? Not at all. Um, <laughs> but he does, he, he, I mean, Dion want her to come teach the Colorado band how to do that, according to what Dion said. But then you can go home. <laughs> we don't need you after that. But Shaq, man, we wanted to highlight Shaq because he's he's hilarious. I can only imagine what it's like to grow up with Shaq as a dad. Now he's very he's very open about his younger days, but once being the son of mature Shaq, like mature Shaq, is hilarious because mature Shaq is still a big kid. <laughs> yeah, and he's rich beyond means. And rich not only that he's rich, means. everybody knows your dad. <laughs> now that is, that 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 does suck because well, you mean, can't do nothing. Yeah, you didn't think about that. Everybody does know your dad. You, you can't do nothing wrong. <laughs> uh -huh. and, and, and you're probably going to be eight feet tall too Ain't that Shaq's kid over there being tall for no reason 6'10", 6'8", and 6'7", something like that His daughter is yeah. like 6'3 <laughs> You're not so, blending You're not blending anyway, kid So now we're going to move on to basketball And we wanted to talk about Don Staley And the basketball segment for March Madness Which we will um, But Don Staley Is I'm just going to go ahead and say it. She is my favorite head coach in basketball. Not even you close. Stole, you stole my hot take. I got, I had, I, I didn't start a little list of my different hot takes I keep over here. And that was one of them. So congratulations. 
from both uh, of us. I'm gonna let you know right now. We did not have the conversation about that. That not is at just, all. but that just tells you how good of a person Don Staley is. So South Carolina, deservingly so, is the number one overall seed. They haven't lost in like two years or something like that. They won the national championship last year. They they are they are the new UConn, the new uh, Tennessee. Uh, they are that squad, and she's got a factory going. She has been ahead of the game when it comes to almost every topic dealing with NCAA sports, including the NIL. Um, she also gives credit and is unapologetically black and unapologetically for the culture. Um, Don Staley visit they South Carolina ended up playing Norfolk State, who won the MEAC, uh, had a really really good record this year. Um, but as the NCAA always does, they put the black school either in the play-in or they make them the last seed, the third, second, third, or fourth last seed. They play the number sixteen seed. I mean, the number one seed every year. Uh, I think this year, I think Howard was the number 15 seed for the first time because I think they went 30-something and five or something like that. But normally, they're the 15 or 16 seed. So we kind of knew what was going to happen with Norfolk State, right? They were going to play South Carolina. We knew that was going to happen. But Don came over to Norfolk State's locker room and gave them some words of encouragement. Let's listen to what she said, and then I'll let Norwood tell y'all how he feels about that. Sorry, I didn't know I didn't have it Um, Post players, when I first got here to South Carolina, and we would we would chop those bigs down like you would chop them. So this is sophomore forward Kiara Wheeler, who was actually giving South Carolina and North Folk State really gave South Carolina a a really good game, uh, especially defensively. Um, it's just, you know, South Carolina had too much talent in the backcourt. But for Don to actually walk over there and give her props is huge for Norfolk State. There's, I think she got one more. And I'll wrap all of this up. Oh, uh, it's a few more, actually. Um, two more things from Don Staley. I'll, I'll just go through them and then we'll talk about it. Uh, secondly, Don Staley, before she walked over there and gave them words of, or after she gave them words of encouragement, she also had to do a press conference. This is what she had to say. An opening statement. Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it today, so we can prep for next year. Norfolk State is not a 16 seed. Just just want you to know that they're not. Very well coached, very disciplined. Um, I mean they they play for 40 minutes. Uh, they uh, they run some great stuff, and um, I mean if it if it wasn't for the way we play defense, they they would have probably given us a, a lot of troubles considering how we how we did not shoot the ball uh, well outside of the first quarter. Coach, if you would please make a. So, so this is them. This is them playing. For me, See, this is big number fifty. See, and that's why I wanted to go to the highlight because she's for real. I actually went back and watched the the sum of this game. And while the score says 24 to nine, Norfolk State just missed a lot of shots. They played really, really well. <laughs> um, Good. 
So for, for me, she is she is an ally to HBCUs. She's made that very clear on multiple different occasions. She is an excellent winner. Like, you know, some people will will win a lot, but not sore winners. Yeah, sore winners. Yeah. Not do it with class and grace. Mm-hmm. She's an ally for women. Like she covers all the bases and still does her job at a high level. I, I was, the highest I was level. putting the list together. I was trying to think of somebody like as a coach, like as a male representative who would be anywhere near her stratosphere. And like the guys are good, but they're not really in her her level of conversation. Well, there's not many black male basketball head coaches that have the program and power that she has, right? She can do it's this, true. and she can say what she wants, theoretically. She doesn't really say what she wants. She's very calculated, which is what I like. She can say what she wants. She can wear what she wants. As you can see, one of the uh, – this is, for those listening, Don Staley wore the Cheney State shirt uh, jersey honoring the 1982 Cheney State Lady Wolves in the uh, – I don't even know the, – the round of 32 is what they call it. The round of 32 – uh, the Lady Wolves became the first HBCU program to play in the Division One championship game in 1982. Uh, and she wore that against South Florida, the number eight team, uh, and wore that on the bench with some Louis Vuitton pants and some, and some and, Air Force and Ones. And was fire, but her awareness is unrivaled. It's unprecedented. I don't know if there is a male coach. I guess Popovich would probably be the closest thing when it comes to what I oh. – Not black yeah, male. Not well, black yeah, there's no black male head coach. Awareness, yeah, unprecedented. There's and no black. Does something okay. great like this, y'all should be prepared to watch it on this very podcast, the Splashcast. Tell your friends about it. Sneaky said it's actually very rare for small schools to be that good in the front court like Norfolk State is. Norfolk State would have beat. I think Norfolk State probably could have beaten a four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve oh. seed if they that, if they were seated seat. correctly. That's the other part that we needed her to say. Hey, don't just stick them at 16 every time. <laughs> I need you to go in there and accurately look and tell me where these teams should be. And don't just drop the, the HBCU at 16 every time. This time y'all missed it. And me being the, the biggest and most visible coach, I'm going to say it. Because if I don't say it, then you guys will act like you don't see it again. For her, the Norfolk State joint, you're correct. She needed to say it to have the the foresight to say, let's go ahead and get this started for next year so that y'all don't make this same mistake. I ain't gonna call it a mistake. Y'all don't do this same bullshit again. Y'all have done this yeah. every year. You set HBCUs up to fail because you put them against. I mean, you could take any of the bottom 16 to, t- to nine, 16 to nine. Seeding in any bracket in any section, north, south, midwest, whatever you want to call it, and they're gonna get blown out by the number one seed. They're gonna get blown yeah. out ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah. So you make HBCUs look do, yeah. horrible yeah. by doing that. That's that's what you can't do. So for her to have a foresight to go and say, "Let's get this ready for next year," preseason rankings, preseason this preseason rankings pretty much dictate how your season not dictate how your season gonna go, but dictate how you'll be viewed if you could just handle business. Right. If you're ranked number one and you went out, you have to basically either lose or win a bunch of close games where you underperform to not be number one. Exactly. 
This is a great. It at least gets you in the conversation, and it's and the way that she did it when you said like she's calculated. She said, "Oh, we have to prepare for them." So it's not like, "Oh, you have to do this just because I'm pointing it out." No, I respect this team enough that I'm going to prepare for them. And if I respect them that much, then they should probably not be a 16 seed. Easily, well played. Easily, well played, well played. Um, I don't know what this is. Oh, HBCU cheerleader. Oh, uh, no, you, you no. Go back from the beginning. Okay, hold on. One of the videos. Oh, and then all of a sudden they got in I my re- algorithm. I refresh. I refresh. I refresh. HBCU cheerleaders. Go ahead. I like it. I like it. Go ahead and work this out. HBC, HBCU cheerleaders. Rock. Dude, I liked one of the videos. Oh, and then all of a sudden they got into my algorithm. And now all Damn I get is algorithms, college gymnastics. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but HBCU cheerleaders. This is the, so this, oh. the one I liked. And now they're everywhere. You say you want no problems, but you talk like you do. And the room you say you want no problems but you talk like you do and then then there's just boom ba boom ba boom ba boom they did one where the girl uh, what is happening right now it's in a, it's in a, it's in wooden stands with everyone uh, and the girl goes like this uh, 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 uh. and then no. circle around her circle around her. them this is packed the circle around her is looking at her and then they go uh, uh, and they do the same move and then the whole fucking stands does it and then they stand up and do it yeah and now it and i'm going dude more of that that energy man that energy you don't get like you don't get that at like usf games oh can i tell you what i'm into so uh, this is this is number one I, i've got sent this probably a million times thank you for all the people who support the splash cast and send us stuff continue to send us stuff this was one that was great and just look at his experience for when he saw it he's just flipping channels he sees this and it is mind-blowing and this is what Dion like we joke about it. This is what he was trying to bottle. He says, look at that energy, man. You'll never get that at a USF game. That's true. 100% true. It's just a sauce that comes with HBCU culture. This is the sauce that I was talking about right here. So this is her. That's what's his word. No, it's a different person. Take about the game, coach. This is the cheerleader from FAMU. She's mic'd up. Rest, You don't got to take that, ref. You don't gotta take that, ref. You don't gotta take that. If I, if I was you, I wouldn't let him talk to me like. Bruh, this not the girl that got kicked no, no. out of the game, is it? No, but you gotta start this over because she, she deserves. She probably ended, gonna end up being the cover of the podcast. She's so. Your coach say you suck. Your coach say you She's suck. Them. That's what's his words. Take him out of the game, coach. You gotta turn the volume. Up. Volume is up. You don't gotta take that ref. You don't gotta take that ref. You don't gotta take that. If I, if I was you, I wouldn't let him talk to me like that. That was real aggressive. He need a touch. She was she was great the whole time. They can't hear you, man. You gotta appreciate anybody. They can't really hear you. They can't really hear you. Because as a cheerleader, it's yo, not yo, really yo, yo. When, when the video is playing, they can't really hear you. So you gotta start your thought over. Because I had the video volume up. <laughs> oh, I could, I couldn't hear it on my end. My apologies. 
But for me, it was just great because, you know, as a cheerleader, all cheerleaders are not checked into the game. I don't know if y'all all know that. But some are, some are not. For her to really be into the game, know what's going on, and to be talking to the refs, and she did a great job as mic'd up. Everybody isn't great mic'd up when somebody's listening to you constantly. So for her to be this funny, she nailed it. She's excellent. Hey, man. She made my week. And wasn't uh old boy talking about FAMU cheerleaders? I don't know if it was FAMU. I just it was just HBCU. But at the end of the day, we also know HBCU cheerleaders just a little bit different. Look at that face. <laughs> uh, dude, I liked one of the videos, and then all of a sudden, oh yeah, he doesn't name a school. But yeah, so uh, uh, and also, so this guy, um. His name is Burt Krischer. He actually uh, is a comedian that was on the Travel Channel. Uh, he had a really, really good show uh, where he went to like all the all the theme parks. So he's hilarious. And so his yes, he also, his oh, oh go, ahead. go ahead. I was gonna say he also has a podcast, Two Bears One Cave. Um, mm-hmm. Funny dude, man. Really likable guy. So he was talking about HBCU cheerleaders, and we know about HBCU cheerleaders because, of course, we went to HBCUs, and we know how big business it is when they come and do that little step to the middle of the court, and the other person comes to the middle hey, of the court. You be like, "Hey, it's about get to out go of the down out here get now." Out of the way. <laughs> they, and if you want, and don't walk in between. Else. You don't walk in between either, because you will get no, beat up like they're in a sorority. Nah. <laughs> so. Stay, I, stay out of there, my guy. You, the you band and the cheerleaders, you do peace. not mess with. You do not mess with the band and the cheerleaders at all, shout out. Mm-hmm. At all. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then finally, hey, I really, you did a lot of talking about the Howard J's and all of that. They were cool to me. I'm not a shoe head, so they look like some red, white, and blue shoes to me. But I did like, I did like the quality that they came out with. But these Howard men's March Madness uniforms, when they made it to the tournament, are fire. If it Chef didn't say Howard, I would probably buy one. <laughs> no, they say the Mecca. Even the Mecca better. is Howard. Yeah. You... And and for me, I mean, the Mecca is the is like their the... version of Home by the Sea. Is that's their saying? Correct. <laughs> but the other part about this is is all HBCUs to have Black History jerseys. And we make that happen. I Ooh, think that would be fantastic. Sound bite. Yeah. Sound yeah. bite 139.49. All HBCU Black History jerseys. We need that in football and basketball. So you well, you play, know, you th- play th- Black History that, in basketball. In February. Man, it don't matter. You can have you can have you can honor something. We got all we got President's Day. <laughs> <laughs> we got Government Day. We got all these random ass holidays and days. Hell, we we can do whatever we want in the fall. We gonna we gonna make November. Uh, we gonna make Thanksgiving. We are not gonna celebrate Thanksgiving the traditional. We we should call that Black History Football Day. And all the HBC, well, not Thanksgiving because nobody plays in Thanksgiving but Southern Gremlin. Sometime in September should be HBCU Day. All the Black. classics. All the classics. Culture. Wait, 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 wait. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this right now. Black Culture Awareness Month. Ah, so it's night. We don't mess up history. We respect Black history, but the Black culture that currently exists, Black Culture Awareness Month, and just like that, you. Just what month should that month. be? We are. We about to take that. What month should that be? 
Mm. It's got to be football because you got basketball, you got Black History Month. So it's got to be football. Maybe earlier in the year because you could have baseball too. We'll get back to you. This will be a running thing. Hey, y'all reach out to us and let us. I mean, and number one, the the Splashcast is for the people. We want y'all to support Black Culture Awareness Month just like us. So y'all put in, in either text us, DM us, put in the comments. Come to the Instagram where you can always remember to what? Like, follow, subscribe, and tell us where what month you think that Black Culture Awareness Month should be. Black Culture Awareness Month for fall sports. It's got to be in the fall sports time frame. Got to have it. Hey, we want, Sneaky said November. Hey, all y'all athletes, when y'all hear this and see that hashtag, I run with it. Make sure y'all give the splash cast it deserves. If you want to use it, you got to come on our show. We know some of y'all Black athletes love to steal ideas. Month. And we're going to call you out about it, too. Black Culture Awareness Month, where we have uh, fall sports wear black culture jerseys. I, I love it. I love it. We did that. That's a great note to end the HBCU culture segment on. Ladies and gentlemen, we come to the end of the HBCU news around the culture Realist segment. podcast in the world, baby. We give we you what now, you need. We are now going to take a quick two-minute break. And then we will get to basketball. I'm going to let you know right now. I'm about to go get some tequila because this team, this team, this team is pissing me the hell off. We just lost to the Victor Wimbayana favorites. We just lost to them by blowing a 24-point lead that we had with five minutes ago in the third quarter. We'll be right back. Y'all stay tuned. Splashcast 36-pack on the way. Black Culture Awareness Month. We love you. Sounds like we found a title. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our basketball segment of episode 80, ooh, 95 of the Splash wow, Cast. Boy, send us back. <laughs> send us this back. is episode 95, folks. Don't let, uh, don't let this dude tell you it's anything other than what it is. Episode 95 here, of the Splash Cast. Yes, sir. So you was listening to, to get us further away from 100. You scared of the Patricia, <laughs> I see. Yeah, I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I am. And, uh, and, and wait, before we start this segment, I also want to remind you guys, number one, like, follow, subscribe. Number two, please prepare your minds, your hearts, and your souls for Black Culture Awareness. That's Black it. Culture Awareness Month. Uh, we will be coming out with merchandise really soon on that as well. That is something that will take off amongst the HBCU <laughs> culture. You are welcome. You can make all donations out to the Splashcast and Dive Team Media. We appreciate and love yeah. you for more gems like that. Uh, with that being said, man, let's get to the basketball segment, dog. And I told y'all when it came to basketball, eventually we're going to talk about the Hawks. So when we do, I got a little bit of uh, black tequila. I mean, gold tequila. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, no. <laughs> Uh, and, and we're going to get they there because the sad. Hawks are disappointing. The Hawks are disappointing. But before we get there, you know what time it is. You know what time of the year it is. You know what's going on. It is March Madness. Uh, probably one of the more wildest March Madnesses I've been, I've seen. 
on both men and women as I'm watching uh, Indiana lose to Miami in the second round of the women's college basketball tournament. And Indiana was a number one seed and Miami is a number nine seed who's going to the Sweet 16. Uh, just another I'm number like one seed to loss. This has been a crazy, crazy, crazy uh, March Madness. For example, there's only one perfect bracket remaining for women's college basketball out of 2.1 million brackets submitted. Only one. I just told you Miami won the second round. The second I'm gonna round. I'm going to tell you right now. If I got that one bracket, y'all can't tell me nothing. I'm the <laughs> only person on the planet. Out of two million people, I was the only person who knew this. Um, I, hey, I go to my grave telling people that, boy. It was one thing that I knew more than 2.1 million other people. I knew what this bracket was going to look like. I'm a genius for the rest of my life. And also keep that number of 2.1 million in your head. Why? All in due time, my friend. Uh, So... I don't know what this is. You lead this one, Norwood. Yeah, so this is the Florida Gators. Um, please watch the video here. Girl is dribbling around. And then teammate just steals the ball like, I need this. Step back, jump shot. My thing for this is, if we're playing on the same team and I possess the ball and you steal the ball from me, what is our conversation going to be like when we get to the bench? And is that considered a steal if it's your teammate? I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen this before, except for on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I've never seen a teammate steal some steal the ball from their own teammate. But she obviously knew what she was doing because she stole the ball, crossed over, hit a step back three, and hit the game winning shot with fifty six seconds left. Or the game the take the lead or an assist. Or none of the above. That is none of the above. <laughs> That's none of the above. That is now as the, the coach. As the coach, like, I'm, I, I could have done that too. You see, old girl, she stole the ball from. She pissed. As a coach, what do you do there? After this happens, what do you do? I don't know, cause both both people could be right. You know, it's funny. You just her name is steal the ball. It's not even like she was like, she wasn't ball hogging or nothing. She was like, yeah, I got the ball. I'm possessing the ball. You just took the ball out of my hand and dipped. I mean, it probably, it was a good now, screen. Her name is Kari Kiefer. It's funny that she liked this as well. That's her right there, Kari Kiefer. <laughs> uh, she liked oh, this video. No, that's terrible. That's a big move. You can't like this. So You cannot do that. If I were her, this would be my response. Why did you do that? Why did you still, look, I thought she lost the ball. It looked like she lost the ball. I had to make a split second decision and I took the, and I went forward and took the shot. She, see that made me want to slap you in the back of your neck. <laughs> like, you didn't think I'm dribbling the ball, dog. You just took it. And let me tell you the other part about this is God was on her side because you have to make that. You shot. have to or you lose your scholarship. Boy, if you <laughs> steal the ball from your teammate and miss and God forbid air ball or brick it. You gotta come sit right down. Hey. What do you mean hey, sit right down? Do you see the time in the bottom left corner of the video? There's 56 seconds left. Ain't no more time to sit down. 
Oh, that's the other part. How mad can you be? It's only a minute left with the game is over, bro. Talk to me in practice. That's what I'm saying. As the coach, what do you say? You can't really say you. I mean, you can. You 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 have to discipline her. You gotta Please. laugh it off. You gotta laugh it off. No. You All right. To. Okay. You laugh it off. What do you, if you're the other girl that got the ball stolen? What do you say? I'm tight. There's not a situation where I'm not tight about this. You can't girl, let your teammates the steal the ball you from you. Now, it, depend, it also depends on they station on the team. If she been making shots all night, give me the ball. You finna mess this up. She Michael Jordan. She Kobe that thing. <laughs> I ain't never seen Kobe go steal the ball from the teammate. Like, <laughs> like I ain't never seen this before. In all honesty, I've seen some somebody like Kevin Durant clap. You know, Diana Taurasi, like, nah, I got the ball. I got it. Move out the way. I ain't never seen somebody dribbling, and then the teammate's like, no. Give me the ball. It's a wrap. It's not even give me the ball. I'm just going to take this while you think. Well, you know what? In hindsight, she deserve. If, she, if somebody can take the ball from you, then, yeah, it's not yours. I mean, I guess you probably don't. I don't know, man. But this is quality <laughs> internet here. We needed this. And it's, it's tough. Gator, so. It's tough. It's tough. Uh, and then, of course, in men's basketball, there are zero remaining perfect brackets. Uh, you've had Princeton beat Arizona. Princeton won twice. Princeton in Sweet 16. Um, <laughs> Sneaky said it's not a steal; it's a handoff. Uh, no, nah, that was that was a that was a theft. Oh, that was villain a origin story. <laughs> 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 Wait till I tell my father about this. Oh, you man. rue the day. She is. This reminds me of the Atlanta episode with the lady that was the. Uh, she was the flight attendant, uh, the TSA lady that wouldn't let the black people get on the flight, and they found out <laughs> that she was an asshole, and he ruined her life. Uh, you can see that happening here. She's just gonna hate all black athletes from now on. I'm not. I'm just. It's a joke. I'm not saying that for real. I don't know her name. I don't know her. But <laughs> I just, quickly flew the joke out there. Like, oh, just kidding, though. Hey, 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 man. Yeah, man. Racial jokes, women jokes. I, I, I don't want no smoke. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I and actually don't want to smoke I with women over the racial number. jokes. <laughs> the reason I want you to remember the number is look down there and see what the number on this one is. Out of twenty million, there are zero remaining brackets. <laughs> twenty million. Yeah. Twenty million. But, I mean, in all actual, I, I don't know if I've ever seen where, well, North Carolina, it says no Duke, UNC, Kansas, and Kentucky in the Sweet 16. First off, North Carolina didn't even make it. Um, my wife's side of the family, are from they're from Durham, so there is a divide between Duke and North Carolina fans. The Duke fans was talking big noise to the North Carolina fans for not making it. North Carolina fans was talking big noise to the Duke fans for being Duke and losing in the in the round of thirty-two. Uh, Kansas lost yeah. to they got beat by some uh, Arkansas, and Kentucky lost to uh, Kansas State, which was actually seated higher than Kentucky. Um, but this is for the first time since nineteen. 19- 75 and, you know, that this has happened. Virginia got put out by Furman. That's another one of those. Fairly Dickinson quite, beat you know. Purdue. Yeah. I told y'all. What did I tell y'all Saturday morning? I said, I don't believe I don't, in Purdue. <laughs> I don't believe in Purdue. I've never believed in Purdue. <laughs> the Boilermakers. 
<laughs> but I mean, I I actually like this. You know, it's cool to see these teams, you know, constantly be in it, but a lot of this is also their coaches have all moved on. But just to have more parity, have more opportunity to have more teams be seen. What coaches have moved on? Every single Only time. one coach has moved um, on here. Only one coach has moved on here. Nah, Coach K gone. Um Roy and uh, can't you can't use Roy. Can't use Roy. Why not? Hubert Davis went to the national championship last year. Yeah, I mean that was his and first you, year? No. A first year in the national championship, oh, right. yeah. No. My yeah, white I wife mean, coach, he said uh, that like five years ago. But I'm saying, like, it, it's all been relatively recent. Is Bill Self still at Kansas? Yes. So is John Calipari at Kentucky. The only coach that's moved on is Coach K. <laughs> Although I, I will say Bill Self did not coach this team, did not coach this game for some reason. It's, it has not been discussed. He just didn't. He was away from the team. He was there for preparation, and then he stepped away for the game. Don't know why. But, hey, all that said, this makes for an extremely entertaining uh, uh, bracket. Xavier teammates, damn it. Xavier teammates were, they were about, Xavier was about to lose. Xavier should have lost. Not going to lie to you. Xavier should have lost. I think they were playing Howard. No, not Howard. And they're yeah. playing. Who were they playing? And you about to see why. <laughs> Kennesaw State. Kennesaw. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. They were playing Kennesaw State. That boy is why? 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 You got a game commercial? Yeah, I don't know what that was. But, yeah, like, you. what do you thought? You're going to fight your teammate at half court during the game? I mean, it's interesting because that little fire under them because they ended up kind of winning the game at that point because they were right. they were losing. They were about to lose. They were down by a lot against Kennesaw State. Kennesaw State should have won. But these two went at it, and he tried to fight that dude. He got he got in that dude's face at half well, court. Half court is going to have me on fire. I am going to be a man on fire. And I'm <laughs> and that dude and the dude he bumped. Uh, what's his name? Colonel Connell. He hit like three three pointers in the game. He hit three three pointers in the game. We still have an issue after this game. After we win, we still have an issue. Now, because during during at the end of the game, uh, the point guard ended up um turning the ball over and giving Kennesaw State a chance to win. And in the huddle, he was like downtrodden, and his teammate number five was actually like patting him on the back on the leg, like "Yo, it'll be all right." Get your head in the game type stuff, which That's is cool the to do. You can't bump me at half court, bro. You can't bump me at half court and at the same time make a mistake at the end of the game. Appreciate the world tuning in for us. Bill Self was away for medical reasons, um, so he's been away for that for the hospital. So for Kansas, but um, shout out to Kennesaw State. They they could have won this game. Shout out to Fairly Dickinson. They could have won this game, and as you can see, they got all the this. David's number three seed. They have them stressed out. So, it's been an interesting, interesting. That's uh, going to come up again. Let me tell you. That ain't the first time it came up either. Let me tell you that, too. Yep. And it's going to stay on the internet forever because it happened. Just like uh, <laughs> Ashley Wimp. I don't know her last name. I don't know if Wimp is her entire last name. I don't know. 
But she is now a meme because she was sad that Utah State was losing against Missouri. That one, <laughs> and they made her a meme. The Utah Jesus. State cheerleader. <laughs> now, people cry all the time at this time. She's probably a senior, or she really likes the game, or she's a senior, and this is her last game cheerleading. So, I can understand the emotion, I mean, but it sucks to do this on national TV in the social media era. Yeah, let the people struggle in peace. I never understood why when people are having their worst moment, people want to put the camera on. I just hope she finds what, a way. What do you mean? Understand? That's money. That's the if people didn't like it and didn't watch it and we didn't cover it on the splash cast, it wouldn't happen. Hope she gets rich off this. Please use your name, image, and license. I mean, and, and likeness to license something, please. Yeah, if they're gonna show me at my worst, please let me get rich. I hope you're. Fa- I, I'm, I assume she's famous already. But I guarantee you that she is rich. now probably. If she wanted, if I were her, I would probably just. Assuming that you're, I don't know your situation from a, a decent family, well-to-do family financially, you're able. To go to Hollywood or Atlanta and try to land a role. Because you're very well known right now. You could be an extra or whatever and get your career off the ground as the Utah State cheerleader and you could get going. It could happen. Never know. I would I'd be first thing smoking after graduation (laughs) in LA. (laughs) Utah State cheerleader, me with an arrow. Try something. (laughs) Might might as well. Right. There's a there's a job there for you, man. And we don't know what it is. But we just hope you take advantage of it. That's yeah, the man. And also, finally, um, this was a late ad, but Keontae Johnson, who plays for Kansas State, uh, in December 2020, Keontae Johnson collapsed during a game from Athletes Heart. We are seeing this. It's been put on Front Street with DeMar Hamlin um, with what happened to him. But this has actually been happening in the social media era for about five or six years. Um it makes me think about when you have physicals before the draft or have physicals for the NFL NBA draft. And they say you have a <laughs> all right, Russell Westbrook, you have a heart condition. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you have a heart condition in the draft and they say uh, the dude from Baylor uh, that didn't ended up getting drafted. He was going to be like a lottery pick and he had a heart condition. He no longer can play basketball anymore. That's what this reminds me of um, with athlete's heart. But Keontae Johnson, he was in a coma for three days uh, and in hospital for almost two weeks as they monitored his heart. And is basically he just passed out. Um, Johnson declined to activate a five million dollar insurance payout for if he never played back. <laughs> five million dollar insurance payout for if he never played college basketball again. He declined, meaning did not take. I'm going to tell you, them people would never saw me play basketball again in life. They wouldn't have saw me play 2K no more. I'm going to let you know right now. You looked at at that all wrong. You looked at that all wrong. They said not play college basketball. There's the G League, (laughs) Europe. (laughs) No, Ray, you going to jail. You are going to jail. No, 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 I'm not. It's right there. If that if that's okay. what it says, five million dollar insurance payout for if he never played college basketball again, okay, y'all just thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, all <laughs> right, yeah, do that if you want to. 
But after Do being cleared to play again to. in 2022, Johnson ended up transferring to Kansas State for his final year of eligibility, and they are now in the Sweet 16 after beating Kentucky. I'm Talk about full circle moment. This man, congratulations! Hope that you have a wonderful, you know, season. Hope you get, you know, make it to the NBA. But me. <laughs> <laughs> as for me and my family, <laughs> that's what you know. That's what Black Dad say. As for me and mine over here, <laughs> hey, 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 son, you know that money. The rest of that money is not promised to you. Go ahead, get that. Go ahead. I brought the papers in. You just signed here. I done brought the papers in, <laughs> brought the papers in though. Man, so you didn't think? What I would you do if your son? If you, if, I, I put an X, you sign everywhere. I circle you initial. Boy, you. <laughs> So let me ask you a question. You got brothers. What if your brothers, this not this per se, I don't want anything like this to happen, but what if something happened to where they had a chance to activate an insurance policy that would have gotten millions of dollars while they were in high school, but they said, no, I want to try to come back. What would you have said? And what do you think your dad would have said? My dad what? would not have said anything. Not that he would not have said anything. He would tell. He would. He would say, "Son, I want you to think long and hard. <laughs> I want you to make the best decision for you. This is your life. Think long and hard before you make this decision. <laughs> That'll be it. Is he telling you what he's trying to tell you to do? But without telling day, you what to do, like, <laughs> I'm not telling you what to do. But I mean, and what was the other question? Oh, what would I tell my brother? Hey, man, if you'll go get that goddamn money, <laughs> <laughs> go get that money. That money is there. Y'all already know what my head was. I'd have been like, yo, it says college football, college basketball, not pro, not hey, semi pro, Davis, not nothing. Money back. Mr. No. Davis, Mr. Davis, Mr. Davis, Mr. Davis, if you don't send us our money, we're going to go to the credit bureau. <laughs> we want our money back. You're going to pay us. I'm gonna let you know okay, right now. If I had a five million dollar insurance policy, insurance uh-uh. If I had five million dollar insurance policy and that's the argument, I'm gonna take a million, especially if I'm broke. I'm gonna take a million and go buy whatever a million dollar lawyer looks like, and that's what I'm gonna buy. And you, sir or madam, are going to look through this entire contract before I decide to go play basketball again and say, "Hey, can I?" lawfully go pursue a basketball career outside of college basketball and still keep my and money. And they're going to say, no, hell no, you got the money from the insurance company not to play basketball. No, that's not why I'm paying you a million dollars. Okay, let me rephrase that. <laughs> you have to find the loophole that allows me to go this pursue is, basketball. This is, what, <laughs> this is what people think lawyers do too. <laughs> Sir, this is illegal. Okay, I know that part. What I'm <laughs> That's not why I'm paying you. Be- <laughs> I'm paying you to make it legal. <laughs> you know who this is? What hey. deal with every day at work. Lawyers and tax and tax and just make something happen. Lawyers and accountants. That's why we pay you to make something happen. No, that's- <laughs> no, that's not true. Okay. Made me mad again. <laughs> All right, man. So we finished the college basketball portion of this. Let's jump to the NBA. Um, I don't want to drink yet, so we'll talk about something other than the Hawks. Uh, you see, sneaky on my side. Pause. Uh, 
Mario Chalmers hey. on a post. Yo! <laughs> My bad. Hey, while we here, I players mess up like files. We back. Mario Chalmers says opponents n- never really feared the Braun like they do Michael Jordan, like they did Michael Jordan. Nobody said that. I don't know why. Right. Because I've seen people be scared when they actually line up to them, but they're not scared thinking about that match. Right. You hear anybody from that era talk about going against Jordan, there's a fear. Right. So when you have people that fear a player, then that's telling you something different already. Like, Jordan's just that guy. Like, everything was, I want to be like Mike. Right. Nobody fears Bron. Nobody's like, damn, I got to go play this Bron tonight. Nobody said that. I don't know why. Right. Because I've seen people be scared when they actually line up to So, I can understand that sentiment. I don't think people really fear LeBron either. LeBron is too friendly. Reggie, Hmm? what team is your team? What's your basketball team? The Atlanta Hawks. Who who beat the the hell out of us for 100 years in a row? LeBron. Okay, if anybody... Should be afraid of LeBron James. It should be the Atlanta Hawks. No, 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 no. That's not what he's saying. He's saying like there, LeBron didn't didn't really have an intimidation factor, right? Under I understand what he's saying. He's just wrong. I get his sentiment, but he's wrong. People should, if you are thinking, especially like like a good five six years ago, that. You just laying down at night, not considering that I have to play against LeBron tomorrow, and you get a regular night of sleep, you're wrong. Ain't no way in hell you think people just laying down like, ah, oh, yeah, I got LeBron tomorrow. We'll see what that looks like when we get there. Hell no. I got LeBron tomorrow. I am sweating at night. Mm, yeah. Is that- he scored more points than everybody else, Reggie, ever. I, I, I'm not doubting you're you're like damn i gotta play lebron like from but you're i don't know how to afraid like you're not intimidated lebron is not intimidating he's not a, he's not an intimidating he doesn't use intimidation to hey man six, as a eight, factor 240 score more points than everybody else and he's not he's not he does not he use intimidation as a tool he does not use intimidation he, as a tool michael jordan was intimidating just, I think he got you away. Yeah. I think LeBron will score 40 on you and then invite you to to work out and go to a party with him. Like, so you think that night. So you think he's he's like elite level Steph Curry, basically. I don't know. What does that mean? You think he's the most baby faced assassin of all time by what you're saying? No, LeBron has facial hair. I'm talking. I am more talking about the sentiment of Steph not really being scary at all. Him just destroying. That's a very accurate similarity to me. There's nothing you could do about Braun. There's nothing you could do about Steph, but you're not intimidated by Steph. You just know that you oh, there's you nothing you can be? do about it. There's just nothing you can like. You're you're not no, you not intimidated by Steph. <laughs> you intimidated by what? <laughs> Who asked Chalmers anyway? Uh, it was the Playmaker Podcast, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 
I think it's I think I understand what he's trying to say. Peacefully. I understand what he's trying to say. LeBron is a he's he's not mean. Like you were scared to go against Shaq because Shaq was going to beat you up. Like and he was gonna tell you I'm gonna beat you up. I'm gonna dunk on you, I'm gonna push you to the ground. Like LeBron not gonna dunk on you and then push you out the way. Like he's not gonna do that. He don't. Ask Jason Terry about that. That's cause Jason Terry talked a lot of shit. Now, now, LeBron will make you regret talking shit, but LeBron, you have to motivate LeBron to do that. You ain't have to motivate Kobe or or Shaq or Jordan to do that. Because, and that's what made them intimidating. LeBron, he's he's nice. I'm not saying his play wasn't intimidating. When he came, when you like, even Chalmers said it. Yeah, when they got on the court with him and stood next to him, it was like, damn, this motherfucker six nine, two hundred and fifty pounds, and he's faster than me, jumps higher than me, stronger you than think, me. So you're trying to it, to explain to me that you think the players are too dumb to realize that days before? No, 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 no. You're 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 trying to you're trying to like paint this thing. There is yeah. no way you're not looking like, oh shit, Bron is here, and then we. In two weeks, you know what? That's on all of those games are already on the schedule, circled, and you gotta know. Oh, I got Bron. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. Steve. I understand I, what I understand what he's trying to say. Cause he said it. Like I said, Chalmers said when they got on the court with him, they were scared of LeBron. But leading up to the game, I mean, it was just like LeBron is LeBron. Like he's you're, he's a nice guy. That's what he's trying to say. LeBron was nice. Is nice. So the only time LeBron ain't really been nice, nice is that's actually been one of the bigger knocks on LeBron that he's not mean and aggressive. Right? The time that he got mean and aggressive was when you just said it. Just, well, hold on, no, no, because be that was that was one of your points too. So when he was now that he's mean, time he got mean and aggressive was Jason Terry. Jason Terry told him blah 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 blah. He went out there embarrassed. The Celtics won because his legacy was on the line. Because he, if he lost another one, lost the finals, and then lost the Eastern Conference Finals the next year, it'd be a totally different conversation at the time. But you know Jason Terry motivated him. Like, hmm? like Tim Duncan. You don't think Tim Duncan had people worried in advance? I mean, they were worried. I mean, I think if you want to look at it this way, it's like, you know, you have to play Tim Duncan and then you have to play Kevin Garnett. You're nervous about playing Kevin Garnett because Kevin Garnett is crazy. Kevin Garnett is going to run and he's going to talk a lot of shit. He's going to try to hurt you. If you need be, he's going to talk about your mom. He's going to run his head into the, all of that shit is intimidating. Tim Duncan wasn't doing that. Tim Duncan, you were just like, damn, I can't stop this motherfucker. Right. It's the See, same thing with LeBron. You can't stop LeBron, right? But you are more nervous to play Kobe because Kobe, he's going to try to kill you. You see what I'm saying? See, I, I think it's just personality-wise because I'm different there. So I'm rest. much more worried about the person who ain't going to say nothing and just fricassee me. I don't, Tim Duncan, I'm not going to be able to do nothing but watch him destroy me or LeBron. Come down there, dunk on your face, like, hey, here's the ball. Have, Thank have you, a Russ. Day. Thank you, Russ. You're missing the point. I get it. But no, go ahead, finish. At, at least give me somebody who we can go. I can get something back from. Like, at least Jordan or Kobe, I'm like, all right, well, at least I got him mad. Tim Duncan, he's not going to do any of that. For example, you never heard, you've never heard a story of somebody talking 
shit to MJ and then being like, oh shit, I shouldn't have done that. Right? Kevin Garnett has told the story with him and, and J.R. Ryder, Isaiah Ryder, whatever you want to, I, I can't remember. I think yes. he's told that story and like Jordan was like, oh yeah? Like Jordan didn't say much. He just said, all right. And Kevin Garnett said, yo, I felt the pressure from my, and he was standing across the court. I just felt him stare at me. You'll never hear no stories about that from LeBron. That's the point. That's, that's what he's trying to say. You ain't never going to feel it. You ain't going to be like LeBron was standing there on his back leg staring at me. And I just felt the pressure. LeBron, like I, you no, never going to feel that. LeBron wasn't even worried about it. He knew he was going to take me down through there tonight. Oh, you ain't think Jordan knew either? You didn't shook, think Jordan knew either? Shook, shook my hand. And then we went out and had pizza afterwards. Man, I'm sick. No. <laughs> See, and that's not intimidating. The intimidating is like, all right, bet. <laughs> I, want, I want you to at least be mad. The least you could be is mad. At least you could say, you know what? I got under his skin. He might have gave me 40, but at least I had him tight. LeBron was like, nah, bro, I'm cool. So you would rather play Kevin Garnett than Tim Duncan, is what you're saying? Yes, because I'm going to be frustrated <laughs> with Tim Duncan. I'm going to be frustrated with Tim Duncan. Because I'm, I'm not going to be able to do like It's just like Kevin Garnett said. Like, I couldn't do anything to him. He's just not going to be bothered. People who are unbothered, that would drive me nuts. But it's not intimidating. That's not intimidating. I guess you're right. You're That's right. not fear. You're right. That's the point. Yeah. That's I the mean, point Chalmers nah, is making. I would still be... I was... But okay, I see your point. <laughs> uh, where are we here? Uh... This is Dame's Not Done. I don't remember. I don't know what this one is about. It's you crazy. You look at what the other teams uh, are. I'll restart it. You know, I'm just not ready to, to not play. I think that's what it comes down to. I don't think anybody in here is crazy. You look at what the other teams are doing, and they're creating separation. We're on a losing streak. We, you know, we've pretty much fallen out of the race for the 10th spot, you know, unless we go out there and win every game when you really look around and really look at it truthfully. So, I mean, right now, I'm just not ready to, to not play. Uh, last season, I missed, I think, 52 games or something like that. So, I love to play. I love the competition. And, you know, I just haven't been ready to give that up. But it does come a, a point in time where you look around and you like, you know, when do you stop uh, putting this your is, competitive nature this is out front and look at, you know, what – what a game of chess would look like at that point. Hmm. What were you about to say? So, yeah, the reason I, I put this on here is because it is a very actual and very literal look at how you have to look at the season. For all intents and purposes, he's saying the season is over. There is no reason for me to lace them up anymore other than the fact that I'm just not really done for my season yet playing basketball. We are clearly you know, out of the play in at this point, doesn't look like we still going to be there, but I just still want to play basketball. And you got to appreciate that. But also at a certain point, Dame, you have to be realistic. I can't tell you what to do or not do with your career, but I don't know if this is not what I'd want to see. If I was you stuff. I, uh, so he alluded to it at the end when he said you you'd be a fool not to think about what it's like to play to put your competitive nature aside and play chess. Uh 
instead of playing checkers, right? He said that at the end. Yeah. Um, I can't afford he, to get hurt. Like I can't keep playing and risk getting hurt. Well, up I, I I thought that was more towards um leaving Portland. That's what I. Oh no! Well, I I understood this to be more about hey, the season is over, but. I don't just want to not play for the end of the season because we're out of. Well, he said, you know, I, I I didn't play 50. I missed 52 games last year. I don't. And Dame is very, very cognizant of how he's perceived. He's built his reputation on being loyal, on not being the typical superstar. He's there for his teammates. He stays with the team. He's not chasing rings. Um, he wants to do it the right way. Right. So that's what he was alluding to. But to me, at the end of this, I think he definitely left the door open for well, leaving yeah. Portland. For leaving Portland. Everything has to be on the table now about possibly leaving. I think that, you know, he could... He's basically what it sounds like. He's like, man, I I want to still be playing basketball right now. Yeah. And it doesn't look like Portland is going to offer that for him. I think in the next few years, I think that, I mean, you might as well try to get as many assets as you can for Dame and Dame. Probably time for you to go on somewhere else and try something else. I think that, you know, eventually you have to, you would hope they come to the, the resolution together since they've worked so well so far to just be like, it's time mutually for this, for us to go our separate ways. Doesn't mean there has to be hard feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, like he's, he's, he's gotta go, man. It sucks that you say that you feel that way or that somebody says that and feels that way, but it's, it's, it's time, man. It's time. And it's running its course and you've done, you've done everything in your power as far as a player, now this is where I do think I don't know. I don't think the Portland has done everything to help Dame try to win a championship, mm-hmm. and I think that's where the shortcoming is. Nope. Yeah, and I do. I am confident that he'll never go to LA, though. I am confident about that. I believe that. Uh, I'm gonna skip over Javale and Bad Bunny unless you want you want to cover that. No, we, we can table those. We got so much more to talk about. Um, we got to get to the Hawks. So I'm going to go straight to, uh, I think it's Adam Silver. Adam Silver is reportedly shortlisted to replace Bob Iger as the Disney CEO. Now, if there are, if there is a job that can get somebody to leave being the commissioner of a of a league, professional sports league, NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, it is Disney because Disney, up until I think the end of this year, owns ESPN. They own ABC. They own everything that these people have to, these people negotiate with. That's going to be crazy if he goes to Disney. That's a hell of a come up. Okay, so first of all, I think all of this has been a long, long con. I think I think that Disney, once they got with ESPN, I think they started to look around 
Uh, this is kind of interesting. What do you mean me, once they got with ESPN? The they started probably looking at Adam Silver like he could probably be the next guy. Um, this Who? is interesting Disney? to me if if you look at the history of Disney and Walt Disney and Adam Silver. That's um. Elaborate. What do you mean? As far as what? The history. Walt Disney. Well, the history uh, of Walt Disney and Adam Silver. Oh, Walt Disney has not been the biggest fan of the Jewish community. And okay, okay. I, 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 you may. I was trying to get you to tell me why. So, yeah. so it's because Adam Silver uh, is Jewish. Yes, correct. And I mean, Disney positions itself as a much more conservative company than Adam Silver tends to be, or the way that he runs the NBA, and that to me kind of. That will be interesting. Is, is is he going to become more conservative to be the CEO of Disney, or will Disney become more progressive? I think Disney is a company that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Type stuff. And oh, so, so you think word. he swings back more conservative than Disney actually moving forward in the way of progression? That's probably in the contract. <laughs> the board is like. Hey, now we expect you to. I think they're trying to grow, rebrand Disney globally, and I think that's what attracted yeah, him to him. That's that's why. Hey, this guy has taken the NBA and the top five players in the NBA. Four of them are foreign-born players. the The game of basketball is the probably third furthest reaching game in the world. And they are trying to become second. Um, so you got soccer, baseball, then basketball, and basketball probably ain't too far back behind baseball. So I think it's increasing so gets, the footprint of he Disney. Gets like twenty-seven a million at Disney a year. Yeah. What is Adam Silver getting paid? I don't know, but if he's getting paid less than million dollars a year. You, sir, Adam Silver, are getting robbed because uh, your boy out there in the NFL be making like forty-four million a year. <laughs> Man, you can't go nowhere with him. Forty-four what? million? Yeah, I'd leave too, Adam Silver. I'd be. I'd have yeah, been out of there. I'd have. I'd have went to Apple. Getting, <laughs> Shit, ten I'm million a year. From here, and hey, y'all can have. I don't care what y'all do. Get <laughs> boy, boy, your whole turn, your whole tone done changed. That, that ten million, Yo. bro. Roger Goodell makes sixty three point nine million dollars a year. Renegotiating ten, I'm out, dog. And you're right; they're <laughs> supposed to be done like to, in the next couple of days. Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get oh, to it. Oh, you know he at least at eighty <laughs> inflation, and you think um, he keep working for ten? Nah, 10. uh, 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 because they they gotta go to places together. So. <laughs> So, you know, we'll see. But uh I I will we'll have to revisit this topic because I'm I actually want to know who would be the commissioner cuz nobody really knew Adam Silver was homegrown. Was he was the inside the NBA. Of my question was what was the chances you think we get a black commissioner this time? If it's set up like the NBA or like the NFL, zero. Well, we don't want anything to be set up like the NFL. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, if the owners make the if the owners make the decision, 
on the commissioner and it's the, only the owners and the in the nba players association really doesn't have an, any input i mean look at the demographic of the owners who could you get to do that who would be good that's black all right now at two hours and 28 minutes this is controversial nope not gonna say it i'm going to step on out of there i want to say it so bad. you're gonna say meta world peace <laughs> well, Ron, I just had his thing lit, boy. <laughs> It'd be NBA oh, jam out man. there, boy. He would, um, he would, he would. Uh, golly, great really guy would be this. Chris. I really want to say this. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, they no, no, he wouldn't. They want somebody with probably a law background, um, policy, uh, and I don't know who that would be. But if it would be somebody black, I'm just gonna type to you what I want to say. Uh, who, 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 who? All right, now. So this is the thing. I'm with y'all at this point. I don't know who Reggie is about to say. I'm not gonna say nothing. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> See? See? <laughs> Nobody. Hey, they gonna have. It's gonna have to be half and half. Boy, say the only person y'all let me commission is Rick Fox. <laughs> or a that ilk. Oh, my goodness. And I'm just going to yeah, bleep all I mean, that out so that y'all don't know that I'm talking about that. Yeah, they're not. It, it has to be visually appealing to both the owners and others. Or for any co- confusion, you can harken back to our discussion about Booker T and The Rock. Um, what is up next? Yes. Jordan to sell the Hornets. So we talked about this last. Nah. Well, no, we didn't talk about this. But no, as not. you can see, we talked about last week how Jordan was on the end of the bench in just mental anguish. He was so sad and so angry. I mean, I think it was the podcast cover watching the Hornets it be was. awful. And then it came out right after that game, and I made the joke that that game was the tipping point. That was it. It was over. That was a wrap. He said, I'm out of here. I don't want this shit no more. Michael Jordan decides to sell the share, his majority stake of the Hornets franchise. Say what you want about Michael Jordan as an owner. Say what you want about the franchise. We know they haven't been good, haven't been great. He hasn't made the best moves. But from a business standpoint, he paid $180 million for the team in 2010. It is now worth $1.77 billion. Flipping that $180 million to $1.8 billion, that is a master class. A master class. Now, there are a few different things that I've thought about here. I know that some people are upset because he wants to sell the team. Bro, I'm at Mike's age. That's a thousand times. This team, yes, this team is stressing <laughs> me out. And I can get I can get my 1.8 billion right now, and I and I can do what I want to for the rest of my days. Give me my money. Well, give me my money in cash. I want I want I want my money in in a pool like Scrooge McDuck. So when I get up in the morning, I can jump in my 1.7 billion dollars for the Charlotte Hornets. Now on my way out, I do have a demand. It must be sold to another. Majority black former player. 
How you as my requirement. What? That's your request. That ain't no I'm demand. My, I'm paying no, you one point eight. I'm also Michael Jordan. I'm the. Don't give a fuck. If I have enough money to buy one point eight billion dollars, you're not giving me no demands. You're not giving me nothing. You, oh, so I'm giving okay. you one point eight billion dollars. You're not gonna tell me what I can do or not. I paid you one point eight billion dollars because I want to make sure that you can't tell me what I can do with my purchase. Okay, Reggie, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you like that. You gonna do what I say? Well, I'm going to have saved the last dance. And we're going to talk about how you tried to eliminate black ownership out of the NBA. That'll be my final documentary while I count my $1.7 billion. Knock yourself out. Not a chance. It is what it is. You said that, yet you sold your majority stake to me. So you can slander me all you want to. At the end of the day, the money got you to compromise what you decided, what you're standing on right now. So therefore, no, it didn't. I'm just, I'm older now. I want my money. Oh, so it's okay for you to say you're compromising black ownership by refusing, by refusing to bring in a black owner, but yet you sell your majority stake as a black owner to a white man. No, I'm trying to sell it to a black person. (laughs) He gets to choose. He gets to choose, right? So you're saying, yeah. well, then then it's not a demand. Ain't no request. He's going to sell to whoever he wants to. Ain't no demand. He's the majority owner. I thought yeah, you said he sold I mean, it and then that person has to bring in other black people after he sells it to whoever he wants to sell it to. And oh, I'm like, no, nah, no, no, I ain't got to no, do none no, of that. No, no. I'm I ain't got to do none of that shit. Person. I done gave you $1.8 billion. You kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> see, no, uh-uh. I'm still see that's the part you forget. I'm still Michael Jordan, and now I'm a richer version of Michael Jordan, bruh. I'm I just gave you was yesterday. How rich do you think the person that gives you 1.8 billion dollars is? You only worth two. Wait, hold on. Oh, only, only, <laughs> yeah, only, only is relative to the conversation. If I'm paying, yeah. okay, you want to yeah. take it down. I'm giving you you worth two hundred thousand, and I'm giving you one hundred and eighty thousand. I mean, if you want to make it relative to whatever, but what I'm saying is, if I have enough money to pay you one point eight billion dollars, we I don't care who you are, we're not too far different financially. Matter of fact, I'm probably as well off or more well off than you are to be able to give you two point one point eight billion dollars. And when I get this money in my hand, <laughs> how you know? How you know? How do you know? What's the name for Amazon? Been trying to buy a team forever. He worth one hundred and seventy-seven billion. Oh yeah. That, See, that's, See? That's the, the conversation about, changes. It doesn't just. It just doesn't matter about. You think how Jeff much Bezos? Yeah, yeah, it does. You think Jeff Bezos give a fuck about Michael? Who Michael Jordan is? If I'm the doing a business it, deal, the reason that it doesn't matter is is because Jeff Bezos didn't get a team. Just he got all the money. He still don't have a team, so it's clearly not about having the most money. What? He's selling it. Okay, sure, whatever. If I'm paying you one point eight million dollars, you can kiss my ass on any demands. If I'm paying you one point eight billion dollars, <laughs> we can end that conversation man, round and round. We go. The, well, you won't be the buyer for me then. That's well, fine. That's the I'll keep my, and that's the other part. I will keep my one point eight billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> what you need? <laughs> I can keep I mean, it. That's that's what your boy is doing with uh with the with the Redskins. I mean, not the Redskins, God forgive me, for the Commanders. 
He's he just does not want to sell to Bezos. Bezos got more money than anybody else. I'm not selling to him. Okay. And if Bezos said, I'll give you nine billion, you'd be like, no. Then you're gonna come right back on here and say you a dumbass. Because your your stuff is worth seven billion yeah. and he offered you nine yeah. or ten. The same thing that you doing now, Bezos go, you if that come out, you gonna come back no. and be like, You sir uh, are a dumbass. Well, if you up that thing to nine billion, yeah, you get it. You get it off me. <laughs> but but at nine billion, you really you really humbling yourself to give me nine billion. You know No, I'm not. I have hundred and seventy seven Bs. If you have 177 of anything and somebody asks you for nine, you're going to be like, hey, all right, $177, 177 cents, 177 grapes, 177 cars, 177 apples, 177 glasses, 177 pieces of thread. If somebody asks you for nine of 177, unless you're just an asshole dick, you can you're going to give them nine. nine. I'll be all right. I, I just have to manage. I'll manage. I forgot. So my heart will be okay. You get to the nine. <laughs> nine. Cause I'm gonna tell you what I'm finna do with that nine billion. <laughs> what? We forget a little country. I'm gonna let you know right now. Well, <laughs> you had your country. I already got hundred and seventy-seven billion dollars worth of countries. Whatever, don't matter. And if I'm Washington, and if I'm Jeff Bezos, I buy the team. Obviously, I'm gonna try to make that money back. First thing I'm doing, Lamar. Lamar, what you want? What you need? You need a dog. We'll, we'll sign you to fifty million dollars guaranteed because at that point we'll now I'm about to make my money back. Bring you to DC. Come on to DC. Could you imagine how much money you would make as an owner if the commanders were good in DC? Shit, Bezos. <laughs> yeah. Right. The more I talk through this, I pay you nine. Give me nine. Yeah. And that's the worst. And that's also the absolute worst person to give nine billion dollars to. <laughs> yeah. God. You but the NFL mission impossible. That. that would be good for the NFL. That's in the values through the roof. Mm-hmm. Amazon? They already on Amazon. Oh. Whatever. Hey, when I tell you that, get them two new teams out so fast. <laughs> well, the last one for nine. This will go for seven in the front, y'all. One in the back, y'all going for five. Gotta get them right now. If you ain't got the money, can't talk to me, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Shoot, but hey, man! Shout out to Michael Jordan, dog. You made that much money. You made a thousand percent on that purchase, on that, on that flip. A thousand percent, a thousand hundred and eighty millions. That's that's a crazy thought about it. All you right, know man. How many more golf courses I can buy? One point eight billion. Like you said, a small country costs like one hundred fifty, two hundred million. I can buy my own version of the Virgin or U.S. Virgin or British Virgin Islands. I can just buy the Reggie Islands. Boy, I'm going to tell y'all, we have a different podcast then. This is Pod- <laughs> But I'd be podcasting from like an invisible sphere in the middle of the air. It look like I'd be floating. Virtual <laughs> reality. Y'all be sitting there with me and Reggie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, looking like I'm coming out the TV, bro. That's what <laughs> new technology. Uh, anyway, moving on, man. So we got to cover the <laughs> we got to cover the Grizzlies. Why? Because the Grizzlies, Dylan Brooks, is really turning into or leaning into being a villain. Um, this is hurtful to read, 
because when we get to the Hawks, it happened to us. The Grizzlies complete the largest comeback of the season, 29 points in overtime versus the Spurs. And Dylan Brooks. And the thing is, they hit, they caused overtime. There was a minute left, and they won by nine, and they were down nine. And somehow they kept getting jump balls. This is like the third jump ball. They get the ball, and just like March Madness, they give it to Luke Kennard, stupid Clippers, and he hits the three. They get the ball again. The Spurs get the ball. Somehow it's a jump ball again. Nine seconds later, Luke Kennard gets the ball, fakes it, passes it to the worst person ever, Dylan Brooks, and he hits the three. With 1.8 seconds left, they go to overtime and lose the game. That's just one. The Grizzlies have become that team that everybody hates. Dylan, I mean, uh, Desmond Bain. Low blow Desmond Blaine. Bow. Hits Kevin Love in the nuts. This is the second and Grizzlies person look, to hit him in the nuts. It looks like a basketball move. But then you watch it again and you're like, wow, you despicable piece of trash. Yeah. He really hit point. a man right in the Boom. you know what. Like hand lift up type of like you're a sick. Yeah, he hit him with the hand. But it, I wouldn't do that to my worst enemy. And that also means you tried to touch that man on purpose. You're sick. I wish only bad things happened. Yeah, you touch you you Um, hit hit that man in the dick for no reason. Speaking of dicks, Dylan Brooks then runs over the Miami camera operator in the same game, and the operator was actually injured after being shoved to the ground because he hit his head while holding the damn camera. Just for doing this job. No need for this. It's a camera guy. Like, what did this guy do to you? And Dylan Brooks, I'm starting to believe that you, Desmond Copperfield, is sick. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what was I gonna say? Uh... Brooks, like you, like the part about being a villain is you have to be good, or your team has to win something. You're just a really, you're an asshole. On a mediocre team. Well, I mean, they're second in the West, so they're not mediocre. But um, I will say, I'm going to look at this from a different angle. Yes, he's an asshole. But he's leaning into being an asshole because somewhere, somewhere, probably near Memphis, this is brandable. Everybody hates me. Memphis already takes on that kind of junkyard dog nobody everybody counts us out nobody likes us we're here we want all the smoke You're type leading, thing they went from like they're, they're the grindhouse so they used to be tough and i like that tough gritty team now they're just assholes and now you gotta win i think they're openly assholes that's that's pause but not, <laughs> not really. I mean, Giannis is an asshole. Really Giannis does Giannis does asshole-ish things on a nightly basis. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't. You didn't see Giannis I, when he held the ball so that Chris Paul couldn't get the ball at the end of the game. He just held the ball up like this and looked down at him. That's an asshole. I think he's childish. I think that Giannis is childish. Childish is nothing but a, a young asshole. Pause. <laughs> God mighty, son. <laughs> but no, I, when I look at Giannis, I do see more childish. Like how we were talking about, like Tim Duncan, LeBron James, Steph Curry. I kind of put him in that category. Like he's playing, what he's playing as a child. 
Dylan Brooks is just out here trying to be difficult. It was no reason for you to push this dude. Like, it's a cameraman. They should have found him more than that, and they should let that cameraman get his get his lick back. But uh, as long as y'all keep doing trash like this, I'm sure you guys will you know, more the same. This is what's, very funny, though. What's funny this is Draymond funny. and Dylan Brooks pretty much hate each other. I don't even think Dylan Brooks hates Draymond. He hates Clay Thompson. Um, but no, Dylan Brooks said in too. Oregon, no, nah, they don't like each other. You're right. That he wants to be, I'm not going to play the clip, but he basically said, I want to be like Draymond Green for this team. I want to play defense, facilitate, and be the heart and soul of the team. And so, now your idol for, becomes for your me, rival. This is this is just trash. First of all, just say that you admire the guy. Why why do you gotta you grew up wanting to be the guy and now you hate him? Like, come on, man. Like, you're just making this up in your head. And you're not even that. That's the other part, is you're just not even that good. Well Your idols become your rivals all the time. I mean, I don't I don't, I don't know if he's making that up. I, I don't think they genuinely like you just said, they genuinely don't like each other. And they are rivals. <laughs> I mean, they are legit rivals. Like they are not rivals. They are not rivals. Because you gotta win in order to be a rival. Gotta win in order. People who have the same job. At this job, occasionally they compete against each other. One of these guys is a Hall of Famer. One of these guys is not even in the ring of honor. You are talking about individually. I'm talking about Memphis versus Golden Memphis State and Golden State are not rivals. One of them guys is one of those teams is a dynasty. The other is Memphis. But the last couple of years, <laughs> you, that's why I was saying you're saying you got to win in order to be a rival. And I mean, aside from the regular season, I mean, the Grizzlies have lost to the Warriors, but two years in a row, right? I believe. And then I, 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 I will put the Cav- Cavaliers are more of a. Uh, Arrival when you know during that time period, but during their time, yeah. But I mean, the but the Grizzlies yeah. were good after the Cavs, though. Cavs were no longer good without LeBron, um, at all. Yeah, but this man <laughs> immediately they were bad. Win something, win something. Win I, something. I agree to that. Win sentiment. something, win something. But they do have they do have knockdown, drag out games. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, you have rivals. Win, then talk to me. We and then you talk to me about a rivalry. If only one of us has ever won in this this rivalry. What do you mean ever won? I mean, the Grizzlies have won. I mean, they just haven't won in the playoffs. But that's what... Okay. You know how I feel about college football, right? How I feel about basketball. What are we doing here? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you can talk about college football or your, your, your terrible fandom of Florida. <laughs> it's fine if you want to. I don't care. I didn't bring that up. You opened that can of worms, can of L's. However, you I, hey, my team. I'm used to competing for a championship or a season. Don't matter. Then you need to not watch college football for the next probably 15 years. Uh, Sacramento Kings first winning season is last time y'all competed for a championship. All right, Sacramento Kings had the first winning season in 17 years. Uh, this team constructed specifically with your two big guys here, DeMontis Sabonis, uh, De'Aaron Fox. You also have former Atlanta years, player, bro. Red Velvet, Kevin Herter. Um, congratulations to Kevin Herter. I'm happy that you're in a better place now. 
Uh, looks like you're having a much better time. I know that he is hurting now. Had a little hamstring issue. Um, but yeah, rest up, heal up, and congratulations. These guys have played hard all season. And if you go back to the NBA preview, I told you this was a team to watch. Listen, DeMontis Sabonis, this may be the most even, greatest, greatest even trade in of all time. I would say I don't I can't say all time because I don't be knowing about all them trades in the well, trading really didn't start to the 70s. But uh, I don't be remembering all them trades. But of recent memory, this is the most Mutually even beneficial. trade between DeMontis and 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 Halliburton because Halliburton demands the ball be in his hand because he's the point guard. He's the point guard, right? He, he is – that is – if you were thinking of a point guard and how they play, you would want Halliburton because he, he knows how to distribute the ball, right? De'Aaron Fox is arguably the fastest player in the league with the ball in his hands. So he has to have the ball in his hands. And he's a point guard. He just can score. So I, I like they need a front court help. Is they, they let both of them flourish. Because Sabonis is an elite passer. He's averaging like a triple-double over the last 10 to 12 games or something like that. And But it's just it's the space to let other people on your team do what they do well. And you do the same. And I think that Halliburton, like, and I know that when it first happened, everybody wasn't happy. It worked out right, for, I think, for, for both parties. I feel like the Kings are building on a team. And I feel like the Pacers, you know, I think, at, like, next season, they should be they should be looking to compete. And I think that Halliburton, and once, once you had that 20-point, 20-assist game, I don't think there's anything left to say. I don't know about the Pacers because, I mean, they only signed out turning to a two-year extension. So if they are good next year, I think this is the all-in. Like, they're going to make some moves in the offseason, not to take the spotlight off the Kings because the Kings are good, but because they're going to be forever tied until those two retire or move on to other teams. Oh, yeah. Um, you have to figure out what you're going to do with Miles Turner. They signed him to a deal to where they can still trade him. Um you still have a whole lot of young players, young guards and wings that you got to figure out your rotation for. And you got, you just got a young team. They got a really young team. Yeah. Um, but they got some assets. I think you, that you can package and get something back. Like, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, you know, you got Benedict Matherin, you got, uh, Nim, I mean, not Nimhar. Um, you do have Nimhar, but you have Halliburton. Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and you have Duarte. Chris Duarte. Yeah, yeah. So you, you got, got Smith, yeah, so you the got guy that got dumped guys. on by Ja, who's actually pretty good. Yeah, and you, got a bunch of role players too. But you got you a got lot of assets to make a move. You probably need to go get a four. And you have draft picks, you have players, you have shooters. And if it were me, there's a team that needs shooters. And there's a team that has a whole lot of front court. Orlando Magic. I would trade. I'd look at trading somebody. You're talking about the Hawks. <laughs> no. Uh, they don't have anybody to really give us unless you want that for a shooter. Uh, ain't nobody that they going to willing to part that we need. Um, but the Orlando Magic, on the other hand, have like 11 bigs. And they need shooting. Buddy Hill might be your best trade. 
I think they're just going to teach Dave Biggs to shoot. They're like, you know what? We're just going to keep them all, whole team be eight feet, and see what that looks like. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And finally, before we get to the Hawks, uh, trouble in Paris. Shot glass ready. So Mitchell Robinson said, I'm tired as fuck of just being out there for cardio, fam. Like, I want to play basketball to really – like, I went from playing basketball to really just wasting my time and energy. And he said he's disappearing for a while. So, uh, he didn't he appear. He did come back. Go ahead. I was going to say he did come back later and kind of retracted and say that, you know, he was just frustrated. But, I mean – you have to get the bigs involved. You just can't expect somebody to play defense the whole game and rebound and be happy about it for very long. I agree, but I disagree in this situation. That has always been his role. He's never been featured on offense. He is there to block shots and rebound the ball. That is the reason that yeah. they paid you. That's why they want you. I can understand that you want to extend yourself uh, offensively and extend your game, but that's not why they brought you here. You are essentially cardio. You are running from rim to rim. You block the shots and you grab the rebounds. If you dunk the ball or catch a oop, that is a bonus. They have one, two, three, four, five people that can score. You are at the bottom. You're not even... You're not even a top five option, and you're a starter. No, bro. Yeah, I, but it's you tight. still you got to get him some plays in there. I run some oops. You want You got. Yeah. Yes. That's. that's but if Ju- that's Julius just scored that. a career high this year, bro. If Julius is scoring a career high, R.J. Barrett is having a good season. All of a sudden, Jalen Brunson is Jalen Brunson. Then you bring in Josh Hart, and I ain't even talk about Emmanuel quickly. I ain't talk about him or Grimes. I didn't talk oh, both Grimes. They playing yeah. both of them now. I, I just named seven hey, people you that's gonna get the ball before you. You asking a lot of dirty work out of me, bro. That's all I'm saying. You ask it. You ask all you, the dirty work man, out. Of you don't think now? I'll say if the Knicks promised to keep him to get him involved in the offense more when he signed the contract, then yeah, you're wrong. But I hey. think based on the moves that they made. You are the reason we signed you is because you are the dirty man. You the trash man. You the dirty man. <laughs> dirty man is sick. That's um, why we signed you. I mean, but it's also like he like the contract is like seventeen million next year, and then it's it's a lot of that's hey that's that's going, good living. That's good living to be a, a no, trash no, no, man. No, 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 but it's it's going down after that. Every year it goes down, and I'm like the Timberwolves. I get. There's, I could understand the frustration there. You need hey, to do Sean, something for a guy who's playing defense and rebounding him. Now, yeah, otherwise, this... you're going to irritate people. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he played 28 minutes tonight, zero points, nine rebounds, zero assists, one field goal, two blocks, two steals. Now, they did play. That's a... They played. How many shots did he have? I just told you, one shot. Hell no, man. That's nine rebounds, two blocks, and two. Now, they did play Rudy Gobert. <laughs> oh, this wasn't a good night for you. 
Dead Space cover, big dog. Hey, don't. Tonight was an all cardio night for you. Boy, you got to make it up on a different night, man. Rudy with that, seven that, and nine. That's all you got to do. Quietly is kept since we're talking about it. Mike Conley has been a really good signing for them for Minnesota. Yeah, twenty four and eleven. They won and beat the Knicks one forty to one thirty four. Julius Randle had fifty seven points. R.J. Barrett had thirteen. Brunson had twenty three. Quentin Grimes. I hate Knicks fans. People. I hate Knicks fans. I hate Knicks fans. I hate Knicks fans. I'm gonna tell y'all why I hate Knicks fans. I hate Knicks fans, and I want y'all to clip this because I told you that Julius was a damn good basketball player, and they kept saying, oh, no, nah, trade him. He's washed up. He's old. He's all this. He's all that. Julius Randle is a damn good basketball player. Excellent basketball player. I think everybody knows that. That's right? it. Now, they don't forget. But, I mean, they knew it before. Now. He was most improved player before. They was ready to trade him last year. Last year they was out on him, and I said, "What? He's just not your number one." There's but a lot of good players who are basketball players around him. He's a very good basketball player, and now that's what he is. Just that quick. Now RJ is the guy who they looking at for. No, he's not. Not recently. Uh huh. He's a, he's averaging like twenty three points a game. No, it's not. They have nobody to look funny at. Really, nobody, except for. The trash man. Really, they ain't got I no heard bench. Tibbs say some. I heard Tibbs say some stuff about him not being aggressive and shooting too. But either way, man, the Knicks are playing good enough basketball. But I just wanted to repeat to y'all, and I know y'all get tired of me saying I. I, I told y'all, but I told y'all, Julius Randle, excellent basketball player, and he should have went to Miami. Now that's not on I him. I mean, that's not on the Knicks. He could have signed with Miami. He could have gone over there. That was, that, that was a fatal mistake that he made. All right, man. You ready for this shot? Oh, I was going to try to rush through because we still got to go through football, but we here now, so fuck it. Or uh, let me pour this right now. Uh, not one of my favorite tequilas, so I'm not going to tell you. Oh, Jesus. Yep, can't pour it back <laughs> in there either. <laughs> Drink that. <laughs> I'm a real G. Um, this Why is a not? double shot because they made me too damn mad. Um, uh, thoughts and prayers shot. to the Hawks season. Thoughts and prayers to this team. Blow it up. Free Shout John out to Collins. Easy. Trade, trade to uh, OKC. Yeah. Well, I guess that's a good place to start. And I'm fine. Just like that, I feel way better. Y'all ready to podcast now? P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Like, follow, subscribe. Thank you. My friend. Get the bartender. <laughs> Woo. Uh, Eating up in this thing now, boy. The Hawks. Last, last week, I said, hey, the Hawks have, you said, I, we talked about the Hawks hovering around 500. I said, Yes, but the next four to five games, we have a possibility of winning. We had just got blown out by the Celtics. Not blown out. We had just lost to the Celtics. I said we played the Timberwolves, the Warriors, the Spurs, the Pistons, the Timberwolves again, the Pacers, the Grizzlies, and then we go Grizzlies, Cavs, Nets, Mavericks, Bulls. So, But that five games should 
get us five or six games should get us comfortably ahead of 500. Boy, was I foolish. We lost to the hey, Timberwolves 136, hey, 115. That we're a 500 team and we're going to stay at 500. I said, don't get your hopes up. I said, I don't care who we play. We have the ability to lose because that's what we specialize in doing. We As came back will. against the Timberwolves and lost 136 to 115, and it wasn't that close. I think the Timberwolves were up by 30 at one point, 35. Uh, we then came back and beat the Warriors at home, but the Warriors can't play on the road. And they didn't and have to. And we almost tricked that game off. Don't forget that. And Well... I, don't, I see. I don't call tricking that off. I mean, it's Steph Curry, Steph Curry, and Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson got hot again, and there's really nothing you could do. Steph Curry was shooting from the logo. But we we can't close games. Let's be. Let's just go ahead and say it, Reggie. We could get up. I mean, clearly, we could get up by a hundred points and find a way to lose the game. Twenty four to be exact. So the Hawks then ended up playing the Spurs. And DeJounte Murray's return home to San Antonio. Not home. Return to San Antonio. The Hawks scored 83 points in the first half. 83. Had our highest point total of the season in a half. One of, if not the highest point total, first half of any team in the NBA. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's clarify. That was the most points scored in a half. By any team in the NBA all season. Right. And I said we had 83 points. Tells y'all everything else that's going to happen. I want you to think to yourself, damn, it's the Hawks, and they scored the most points of any team all season. Can this go bad? The Hawks were up by 24 points with under 10 minutes to go in the third quarter. 24 points. The Hawks lost that game, ladies and gentlemen. They lost that game 126 to 118. I'm going to say that score again so that y'all can do some math real quick. We scored 83 points in the first half and scored 118 points for the game. Quick math tells you that means we scored 35 points in the whole damn second half. 35 points. in the first. 35. Now. 17 and a half points per quarter. I went back and looked at that game. I'm sorry. And because I, I was, it was my dad's birthday, so I couldn't watch the game. So I was following it on Twitter. And I just turned my phone just off. celebrated I said, your I'm black not... dad instead of some celebrating our sorry ass team. Well, I was, but I, I always follow the score just to see what's going on. I, I only follow the scores to see what they're doing with John Collins. Honestly, that's the only time I. That's the only reason I follow. And we were up, and I put my phone away. I said, "It's over with. It's a wrap. It's done. Peace out." Eighty-three points. You about to score one hundred and fifty. John Collins got his four. Is four or seven? Trey ain't even going crazy. Trey only got nine points. We know he about to shoot the lights out in the second half. Bruh. Yeah. When you go look at that game, the shot, the eighty-three points. It's like you you use all of your fire on NBA Jam. We were hitting shots that we shouldn't have hit. We we were taking bad shots. Oh, we were taking awful <laughs> shots. We were hitting circus shots. Everything you, that you, you could do. You want to know what we were doing? We were having a game like teams have against us. We were just we were going crazy. 
and, and as I was watching the game, I said, oh, rewatching the game. I'm sorry. I said, oh, they just stopped hitting these shots. It's nothing that San Antonio did. San Antonio really didn't do anything. Oh, no. No, they did. They start. They they got to a point where uh, Devin Vassell and the other boy could not miss. Now, so that was a little that was a little frustrating for me. I have to be honest. I don't know if those guys hit those shots regularly, if not playing against DeJounte Murray. There is, you know, they, you, you That's know fair. how you feel. You know, you, when, had, when you had a little bit more like, to do. Oh, y'all, this team is not trying to win. And I need to be out of here. And the people who get left behind, they're going to feel away. And when they see you, smoke. Well, and, and, I don't think he uh, said they Jordan weren't trying Johnson. to win. I think he was saying their timeline doesn't match his. By the time they get execute their plan, he was going to be like 30. I, I, I understand that, Reggie, but you know how them kids, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. He, he, they took it just like when Andre Iguodala said, no, nah, I'm not ever going to report to Memphis. <laughs> 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 Same thing. And. They're a little bit different though. They, a little they, bit different. They was San Antonio and Memphis, two different teams now. Memphis was in oh, the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, but they channeled their Memphis for one night. I watched the game. And I was like, and the thing about it is their players are big. Like they're more of your new hybrid, bigger wings. They're the two thousand and eight Hawks. Yes, That's what they are. And they, they got they a bunch of six six like, to sixteen guys. 16 exactly. to 6 and they can all shoot or dribble or do something and they're all athletic. Uh what's the what's the uh would, the Dennis Robin, the new Dennis Robin. The guy with the Oh, uh, uh Jeremy Shochan. I like, I like him a him. lot too. He I shoot like him one-handed a lot. uh free throws. But he shoot regular he, he threes. Just, <laughs> yes. <laughs> he he's kind of skinny, lanky like early Dennis Rodman, no, he's but not. I like how he's not no, he's, he's always not. with the smoke. He is. He's he, solid. he's not he's afraid built. of He's solid. He's got a strong he, he, lower body. He's not, he's not, he's not afraid to get in the fray. And yeah, they just played tough. Like the Spurs, I don't know if they'll get it together on the ever on a timeline, but the players are good. And like I said, Keldon Johnson and, and Devin Vassell are the worst nightmare for for our team. And um, focusing on the Spurs here, I think they are what they were before they got Tim Duncan. Maybe not as, maybe probably not as good because even when they had Tim Duncan, before they had Tim Duncan, they had David Robinson. They don't have a David Robinson, but the way the NBA is set up, you have to tank in order to, if they, and that's what I'm saying. If they get Wimbayana, all of a sudden, (laughs) all them young players that y'all talking about is, I'm like, man, you give a seven foot five dude that can post and shoot. And I hate to say it, but hey, if they get Wimbenyana, you might have should have stayed in, in, in San Antonio. Nah, he they wouldn't get Wimbenyana if he stayed in San Antonio. How much better do you think this team is in the West with? I think they'd be at the bottom of the lottery. I, I think they would instead of having a thirty percent chance, they'd have a five percent chance or three percent chance or whatever. I think they're right. fringe with DeJounte Murray. They could be a fringe playing team. So you think they're like the Jazz, basically? Portland. Okay. That's fair. I don't hate that. Portland. I don't hate that. But without him, 
they are the favorite to land Victor right Wimbayana. <laughs> so, but if they get him, there's a problem. I want to double back, man. <laughs> but with, but with, and remember, OKC got Chet Holmgren. Remember, Chet Holmgren out there doing warmups. OKC got Chet Holmgren on the bench, chilling, getting stronger. He's gained 15 pounds of muscle. Just, I just want to let y'all know that. Uh, I but see that to believe it. The Haw- I, I, I put it in the group. Uh, the Hawks um, ended up blowing this game. Sorry ass team we got. And then right after this, Ooh. Sam Presti oh, believes that, <laughs> that the Thunder have enough assets to, which they do, to offer the Atlanta Hawks a deal for Trey Young this summer. The Hawks will yes. explore the potential idea of trading Trey this summer, per Jake Fisher in the NBA Insider. Yes, my answer is yes. And the thing about it is, I feel very good because out of the options, give me SGA to check. They're um, huh? They're not doing that. Okay, I actually had these guys. I'm glad that we came to this. Uh, Josh Giddy. Yeah, he'd be in the trade for sure. That's your two. Are you saying Josh Giddy and Jalen Williams? You gotta make the money match. Oh, I don't. I mean, is Dennis guys get his on his rookie contract? You'd have to give us. It's gotta be. You'd have to give us multiple players. You'd have to give us Josh Giddy, Jalen Williams, and. Then the answer is yes for me. And probably we're a, good right there. I, no, I mean the money don't match. Oh, I want a pick too. I want a pick too. I want a pick. I gotta have a pick. Yeah, I mean they got all me of too. them. Between the Jazz and OKC, they have all the picks. So you can take whatever yeah. pick you want, whatever. <laughs> but, I mean, so it would probably have to be Lou Dort, Josh Giddy, and Jalen Williams for Trey. And then you might have to give them a pick. Or swap pick, a pick swap or something. Because Josh, Lou Dort just made that. Lou Dort just signed that contract extension. You would keep SGA... Chet Holmgren and Trey, and then you would send Lou Dort, Josh Giddy, and Jalen Williams, one of the Jalens, to the Hawks, and that's probably how. I it or Pacheco, I'm not Pacheco. I don't... Uh, uh, P- P- Paterino. What's his name? Oh, no, Paterino was damn fun for Hampton. Um, oh, what's oh, up, Paterino? Pokachevsky. <laughs> God, I couldn't um, think of it. Oh, I would like Paco. You give maybe you keep Jalen and give us Paco, or you give us SGA straight up, which I don't see how that benefits them at all. Well, I mean, unless you make Josh Giddy the point guard, which then why would you make that trade? You already have Josh Giddy. In a, no, 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 no. Dejounte Murray is the point guard. Josh Giddy is the shooting guard. No, 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 no. You're missing the point. I'm saying, why would you make that trade if you're going to – why would you make that trade? You already have Josh Giddy that can be the point guard, and you have a scoring point guard in SGA. Why would you make this trade? Trade from Oklahoma. I, I, I mean, so. at, the end, at, at the end of the day, now let's be real. SGA and Trey – and Chet and Victor is a is a monstrous team. There, let me be very clear. Chet that and team Victor. is where you get Victor from. Oh, because all the picks. 
Yeah, and I and and I couldn't ask them to give up the the, the Victor pick. So the, yeah, I mean, yeah, their best pick this what year. What is the Victor pick? Are I mean, what I'm saying yeah. is you can ask for a, you can ask for a a different first round pick other than their absolute best pick this year. The absolute so, best pick this year. There's no way that you can get that because so give me your Victor trade. Is available. We want it. Give me your trade. Trade to OKC. Um. I want Pakashevsky. I want Josh Giddy. And I want either give me Jalen Williams. Nope, that's not the money is not straight on that. They all rookie deals. So all you're right. Them, you gotta I get Lou Dort. Giddy, you gotta take Lou Dort. Dort and, and Pakashevsky. And two first. For Trey? Not this year's first. Wow. Yeah. He's on a wow. deal already, too. That's the other part. This deal will be good. And they got the money for it because everybody else is on rookie deals. <laughs> like, literally. Exactly. Everybody. That's the reason I'm giving you Trey on a deal. It's like two or three. Like, it's not going to be a problematic deal for you. You can have him and SGA. Everybody else is on a rookie deal. You are immediately contenders for a championship. Trey is your... Uh, He's your veteran leader. You have to make more moves and you have for it. the Hawks because that's you now bring in three players for one to a coach that only runs a nine-man rotation. So you'd have to move them rookies. All them uh, rookies we got is pretty much out of there. No, Pogoshevsky is a bench player. Lou Dort goes to the bench. Lou Dort is a, it would be your starting something. Lou Dort, you He's pay not him to. with DeAndre Hunter. He's a two. Giddy's at the two. You paid Dort. Giddy's at the two. So you would bring, well, I don't know what Lou Dort's contract is. I'm telling you right now, my one is DeJounte Murray. My number two is Josh Giddy. My number three is DeAndre yeah, He's five years, 82 um, million. He's more than bogey. You, you, yeah. You, bogey. you already know bogey's out of there. He's a cook goose. Yeah, but I'm goose. saying that's more than bogey. I don't. I'm not saying. I'm not sure you bench five years, eighty-two million at sixteen and a half. He's cheaper than DeAndre Hunter. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm gonna have a shot to this working out. I think Trey looks uh, excellent in Oklahoma Orange. Are you drinking with me? Or are you just um? You about to say something disrespectful, aren't you? Yep. I, I was surely going to say something immensely disrespectful, and it's only because it's a celebration today. What's the celebration? But always, always remember, if you're looking to trade, trade, please do it quietly or, or get you fired. Travis. Let's talk after this shot. I'm going to take a shot to how stupid the damn Hawks are. Um, no, uh, you mean like record it tomorrow? Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, I take a shot to how stupid the Hawks are. Did you take a shot already? Let's do it. This is yes to bad ideas. We're drinking shots on a Monday night, and the Hawks signed Bogey to a four-year, sixty-eight million dollars. There's no reason to do this deal. Not a single reason. We already were trying not to go over the cap. He is he's he's good when he can play, but unfortunately he's hurt too much. I'm not upset about us not signing Kevin Herter. 
I think that Kevin Herter needs to be in a different system and a different team. Um, I feel more and more like that for more and more of our players. Uh, but I'm not also not signing Bogey to this deal. He is way too old for this deal. You know how I feel about the Serbian sniper. There's not, there's nothing. My dad would say, I need this deal like I need a hole in my head. <laughs> Your dad old. Your dad been old for a long time. <laughs> Name is Lester. <laughs> Bogey is turning. Th- we're going to come back to that because we talked about that earlier. Retired black names. That's one. Ain't too many young Lesters out there. Oh, for sure. Cletus. Hey, your name is Kenneth. What are you talking There's a little baby boy in the neighborhood named Kenneth right now. And it's just him by himself. <laughs> no. I mean, he is a fourth, I believe. But it's like LOA. Uh <laughs> Uh, My middle name is retired, so I get it. What is it? Oh yeah, Paul. Oh. Paul. Paul's not retired. You still get Pauls. The last time you met a new Paul. I also don't yeah, meet a lot of new. Oh, no, 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 because we don't meet a lot of people. We had the age. We don't really meet a lot of new people that we remember. How many? How many of your friends' kids? How many of your friends' kids' name is Paul? Zero. Not a lot of my Zero. friends have kids. Shout out to Kyrie. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about how stupid the damn Hawks are. This is pissing me off. I sent this to Norwood. No, Norwood sent this to me. Put it in the group. And my immediate response while I'm in a meeting was, the Hawks are damn stupid. Unmuted Mike. Did not mean right, to say that in the meeting. But I said, the Hawks are damn stupid. <laughs> The reason we traded Kevin Herter was because four years, 60, whatever, we did not want to pay him more than four years, 65 million. We wanted to get up under the cap. We then, I guess we kind of did get up under the cap because we brought in, we trade. well, no, we really didn't. Um, we then no, made a flurry of moves. No, no, no. His contract is basically the same as it was, is it's going to be. That contract puts us basically over the cap already. Um, while I do understand what it means as far as like right now, it's 18% of the cap. Going forward, it'll only be 13% of the cap. I do understand that. But realistically, I'm not signed bogey to any four-year deal. I need to look at the guaranteed money. I will hope that this this would be like a three-year deal. But well, I he just, had a player option already, point, remember? Huh? He had a player option after this year anyway. So he could have. He yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But at, at, at worst, we're going to do that for one season. But honestly, with the addition of A.J. Griffin, there is not a reason in the world that I would keep bogey around unless y'all are trying to trade him. And, I mean, I wouldn't assign him to a four-year deal. I think that you could it's eat It's a three-year deal with a club option. A, it's a three-year deal with a club option. What? I mean, it's a four-year deal, but a club option after the third year. After so, the third year. So it's a three year deal. Yeah. I don't hate and it. And it's as declining. Much. That's, that's 18, sellable. 16. That's actually sellable. I think that that's a sellable deal. So that's my point. I don't hate it no more. I don't think that this deal was made to keep Bogey. I think this deal was made to package Bogey with John Collins and send him somewhere. 
They've been trying to get John Collins out of there for four years. They know how good John Collins can be, which is why the asking price was so high. But everybody knows that y'all not going to give John Collins the ball anyway. So they end up like, we'll give you a second round pick for him. And we're like, no, we want a first round pick. And they're like, well, y'all just sit there and be, let, let y'all lock a room Because once close. you look at it that way, it's 68 million divided by four. How much is that a year? 68 divided 68. by four. About four, 17 million. 17 then you million got John at 25 million. So what you got right now is John at 25 million and Bogey at 17 million. What you probably want is two 20 millions back, which is Jeremy Grant and somebody for the for the Blazers at the four. Yeah, but you look. Yeah, you're looking for two 20 million dollar players back. So you look at Bogey, who's a guy who you can cut bait with in three years. Still gonna be a good shooter. He's a smart veteran player. You have John Collins, who you still have early in the career. You might think that you're probably paying a little bit extra for him, but if you know what you're doing, you see the value, and that's a still a team friendly deal at twenty five million dollars as the cap goes up. Yeah, it's a sellable deal. You can I sell that. You can you can sell that. I don't know. You can sign and trade. I, feel like- I, I think that gives you a lot of leverage. You can sign and trade Cam Johnson. For Cam Johnson, uh, well, no, no, no. See, the issue is is trying to move. You got to get forty million dollars back. The Nets have like multiple players. Seconds. You could get sign and trade Cam Johnson, and you could take another player. Pick one. <laughs> so let me Whoever. ask you a question: Do you think that Cam Johnson is better than John Collins? I'm gonna answer this like Norwood says. For what the Hawks want to do, plant somebody in the corner to shoot threes, Cam Johnson right. is a better fit for what the Hawks want to do. You're right. You're right. You're 100% right. You're 100% I mean, look at it. They're trying to do that with Sadiq Bay. <laughs> You're right. So they and then that also, there you go. You then could trade those two for Cam Johnson and whatever, and then re-sign Sadiq Bay, who's looking for a DeAndre Hunter type contract, which is $20 million. You're right. I mean, I see what they're. I I think we see what we're doing. I just hope something works out. At this point, I'm I'm trade John Collins. Do whatever it takes. At least make the team want to play basketball again. Blow that bitch up. Throw a grenade at that mug and let it go. At this point, what with the moves that you're making, you went and got Dejounte Murray. You froze out John Collins. You fired Nate. You fired Slink. You bring in all of these people. You traded Kevin Herter, who is now being acknowledged as one of the best shooters in the league by the best scorer that I've ever seen in my life. He said it multiple times, and Kevin Durant has said that, right? The team is now third in the West. You have. I'm not, I'm not mad at moving Kevin Herter, though, because I don't feel like, I, I just don't feel like his toughness was going to get it done. Who'd you replace him with? The answer is AJ Griffin. But who did they replace him with? I guess they'd place um, him with De- DeJounte Murray would be the starting two. Yeah. I mean, that's an upgrade. It's for sure an upgrade. That's fair. That's fair. That is and, an upgrade. And, Assuming that you can keep DeJounte. Yes. And AJ Griffin. Like, AJ Griffin is a part about this that should 
And then even the game today, Blue, he still played out. He had, he came right in the game and went torch mode. Now the, yeah, the he ain't been that way issue. recently. But you're right. I let you finish, but I'm gonna bring up a parallel that I've seen. But go ahead. Shoot, no, you good. The parallel that I've seen is Nate refused to play Jalen Johnson, the young player. And he played AJ Griffin. AJ Griffin got minutes and balled out. But Nate does only he only runs a nine man rotation normally. He does not like to run ten man rotation. Somebody outside. <laughs> uh ten man rotation. Oh. So if he only runs a ten a nine man rotation, somebody was gonna be left out. Can you hear me? Yep. He he chose Jalen Johnson to be left out. Quinn Snyder runs a nine man rotation. He had to choose somebody to be left out. He chose A.J. Griffin instead of Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson, as a result of more minutes, is flourishing. A.J. Griffin on the bench is struggling. It's the same dynamic. It's just a different coach. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like I under if I'm Quentin Snyder, Jalen Johnson is a more pressing matter than A.J. Griffin. I need, I, especially at the power forward position, I have to figure something out here pretty quickly. I'm going yeah, to move. You know they got to get John. Forward. Yeah, yeah. And I need to figure out what I have in Jalen Johnson, or do I need to move him too? Specifically, because the other part about this is, is I have to figure out the other decision with my other big. I have to figure out what I'm gonna do with Clint Capella and Onyeka Kongwu because I can't go in the next season with both of them. And as much go. as I love Onyeka Kongwu. The last three games, he's averaging 17 and 9, 1.3 blocks at, at like 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes a game. And he is flourishing, dog. Like, the more he plays, he just out-hustles everybody. He He's strong as an ox, and nobody talks about that part. He really doesn't get moved out of the way ever uh, by anybody. Um, he moves his feet well, and now he's added – I ain't going to say he's added the corner three because he's only hit one. But you only need to hit one to make people respect it. And he's he's willing to shoot the free throw me. Jump hook. The, the free throw. Hand. I don't know what that – the push shot is what they call it. The push shot. Nah, he'll, he's, shoot, like, nah, he'll shoot like a legit midi. Like, it's a mid-range. Y'all leaving me unchecked. It's, it's a shot. It's a shot that you can't get Clint Capella to shoot. And everything – tells you that OO should start. And I mean, Quinn Snyder is basically playing them starter minutes in the way it is. Except for the fact that he's 6'8". That's the only problem. If he were 6'10", he would be in line probably for a $80 million contract. 80 to $150 million. I mean, Clint, see you later. Don't call. I mean, he's just 6'8". He's too short. And it's just, it's a, he's so good against anybody that's 6'10 and shorter. But once you hit that 6'11 mark, he can't do – he really – except for Giannis, he really can't do nothing with you. Like – and even the seven-footers. He plays Embiid tough as hell. Tough as hell. Embiid is just Embiid. He's Embiid Elijah one. But Embiid's not going to – he doesn't struggle against anybody. But he has to work really, really hard against Nyeko Kungu. Giannis has his worst games of his career against Nyeko. 
uh, what's his name? Wait, Joker. Oh, no, they take Joker out of eight. the game for OO. When OO comes in the game, they take Joker out. Nah, that ain't. No, go ahead, ask it. We here. I w- I was thinking maybe like Draymond and Moses Moody. For Okungu? And Collins. Why would you want Draymond? Draymond ex- deals expired after this year, ain't it? As a backup four? Nope, nope. Because him and Jalen Johnson would do the same thing. No, doesn't make sense. Um, I mean, you're going to get rid of two front court players and you're trying to get two wings. So you need a front court player. You need a four. You'd have to probably give it. I think Golden State would be more willing to give up Kaminga versus John. They're not Howard. giving up Kaminga. Well, I mean, they ain't gonna really get, ain't nobody else they can give me. I don't, I'm not. T- so to answer your question, no, I don't want Draymond. It's no. It's no. The the correct answer is you, you go to Houston and try to get somebody, one of them young players, any of them young players. That's all, That's only if they now that is a legitimate answer if they get Wimbenyama because then they got to give up one. Or no, you can that always, still doesn't make any sense. I always say you can go to Orlando, but you don't want to trade within the division because that means you got to see both of them four times, four to eight you times can't, a year. They're, you, they're you not can't giving up. Yeah, they're not giving up either. Orlando's not an option either. If they get Wimbiana, no. Not even if they get Wimbiana. I'm just talking about if you were to make the trade. They would make the oh, trade yeah. in hopes and of them getting Wimbiana. What would you give up? You get Wendell Carter back? Wendell John Carter. Paulo Benchero would be a party though. God dang. <laughs> it would probably be, uh, you would probably get Wimb- um, Wimbiana. You would probably get who you just said. Uh, Wendell Carter. Carter Jr. And well, they just traded Obama because uh, they're not giving up Bo Bo now. It kind of faltered. Franz? I, I, Franz? I would not be surprised if, they, if they're smart. They might sell Bo right now. Oh, yeah. In Wendell my Bo opinion. Bo. I'll take him. I, now, nah, I'll do that. I, you have to. That's what you got to do because Bo Bo, he relieves your backup center starting power forward role he's basically john collins just without the hops but he has more handles and shot and then you have the backup for by win and you can play Jalen at that wing position and just let them i'm not with i keep saying Wimbayana. wendell carter jr wendell you can play Jalen and when you Carter's play whatever you would actually that would be that would be an ideal move for the hawks and you get john collins to florida where he wants to be but you have to play him. I don't hate that he, go, he gonna try to dunk on you every time. He gonna try to destroy Trey, assuming that you. And there, and you gotta hope that they don't get one thing. Paulo Banchero, John Collins. Oh, Jonathan Isaac. <laughs> well, he's hurt again. He's hurt again, and you don't know with his injury history. Yeah, but hard. he'll be. He hurt for the end of this season. You think? Let me tell you. They didn't think he was going to be mean, out for two right. years. You're either. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I saw him announce his injuries at church. But if that does work, you are in. That is in your uh, conference division. That's southeast. You. You, you're going to see that. They'll do terrible things to you. Son. Nobody wants Mo Wagner. No. Um, matter of fact. Man, hell no. Now that we're talking about Jonathan Isaac. If you go to that church. 
Reggie, what did I tell y'all? <laughs> I said when it happened, I said, I don't think that this is a good idea. I don't like tempting fate. I that man that said he's fully healed and said it was the name of God. He's going to finish. He said he's going to finish the season. That man got and hurt. And I said that two games later. Works. You don't do that. And what did you do? That. <laughs> so, interesting enough. But let's move on because we're gonna we're gonna cut this short at basketball. We'll do we're gonna finish football tomorrow. Um but we're gonna finish the Hawks though. Four straight seasons of hundred steals for uh DeJounte Murray, only player in the NBA with such an active streak right now. Um if it's one thing he can do is play passing lanes and he can anticipate a lot and he can distribute. What I have seen recently, uh he gambles. He's he's like a cornerback. He's like Asante Samuel. I think I said that. He's Asante Samuel. No, no, no. Um, no, Diggs. That's who he really is. How no, is how no, no, Diggs is feast or famine. Either he gets the pick or he gets a touchdown. DeJounte I mean, at least gonna get back into the, the play a little bit. He makes heady basketball plays, but he does gamble a lot. But it pays off because I mean, he came over to the Hawks and averaged like five five steals the first two months of the season. I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Like, this is insane. And he got 100 steals with plenty of basketball to be played there. I mean, it's not a ton of games, but it's also enough games. I mean, uh, this is the reason I hate to say it. It looks like Trey is the is the candidate to go. Because you got a good defender in him. You got a good defender in Hunter. If you they know, trade, if they trade, if they trade Trey Young, I would I'm all, I'm joking because I don't have that money yet but I would try to come up with some type of money for to pay Nate and Travis Schlink to come onto the splash cast and laugh at the new regime for doing exactly what they said that they should do before they got fired if y'all follow the Twitter, I, I retweeted every game a couple things. I retweet the fact that Nate took the defense when he left. <laughs> and I also tweet that Nate and Travis Link are somewhere cackling on the phone every night. And I legitimately think so. <laughs> it is no way that they expected to get Quinn Snyder to fire Nate to get Quinn Snyder to do this. And if I'm Quinn Snyder, I can't lie. I have to legitimately consider how do I really want to do this next season? <laughs> you can have the money back. Signing bonus and all. I'm out. <laughs> back to Utah. No, I this, go. <laughs> this team is broken. We lost, to, we lost to San Antonio after being up by 24 points. Bro, go home. Spend time with your wife and kids. Well, the thing that Nate didn't do and that really, to me, that really ultimately got him fired is he didn't develop any players during the season. He developed them in the offseason. He worked on development, but he did not work on that during the season. Part of the reason, part of the reason we say that was Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson was averaging like 40 points a game in G League and said, I would rather go to the G League than sit up here on the bench and not play. Another double player. Double-digit points, double-digit sit. I mean, uh, double-digit rebounds. And passing the ball. Five phenomenal. assists, three steals, and a block a game or something. 
we talk about the Braves having a great farm system and it's afforded us to be where we are today. Not a lot is talked about the Hawks, but there's not many Hawks players that come from the G League or that we've drafted in the second round that come up oh. to that come up in our bad. Tyrese Martin set a season set a franchise record for the College Park G League, the G League affiliate, College Park Skyhawks. 46 points, nine rebounds on nine three points, three pointers made. I if you remember, we talked about Tyrese Martin. I said I think he's getting his sea legs when it comes to the NBA because he did this smooth, like double behind the back crossover dunk on you. And I said, that's not a G League move. Well, if you look at these highlights, if you're listening, we're watching highlights of him hit one of his nine three pointers and in terms of his fifty points. Um and he hit the game winner. He is a problem. And when he came in, when he was up there with the Hawks, when they called him up towards the end of the season this season, every time he came in the game, he's, he would score immediately. Our farm system is good. I think that's what Nate got him fired. That's what got Nate fired. But you might have to start putting some respect more. Y'all y'all not respecting Schlink in terms of the farm system that he built. And I didn't think and about that until of this until this segment. Do not forget about your boy. What's his name? Um, Sharif Cooper. Sharif leading the the G League in points. And Forrester that came from the from the Skyhawks and is now Trent on Forrester. the on the damn uh on the Hawks roster. Like there's multiple players. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but there's there's no place to even move Maxi up and play him. Or you know what? Who? Him? Aaron Holiday. Aaron Holiday. I get Aaron Holiday right out of there. Yeah. Hell yeah. Aaron Holiday, I mean, unfortunately, because you signed Bogey, and hopefully they sign it and we what we thought about works, but you signed Bogey. And yeah, I, it, Bogey was no the way the that trade I look piece. at both. I don't understand how you can look at the season of Bogey and the season of AJ Griffin and even consider signing Bogey. Unless you're planning immediately to trade, which I think that they'll do in the offseason. I mean, but, I, but you gotta wait until the end. You gotta wait till right before the season to do it. But he's a shooter, so that don't matter. Yeah, he ain't playing good. defense anyway. You know, I mean, Philly would take him today. <laughs> Philly needs shooting right now. You're right. Spot up Damn. shooting from the wing, he would be insane in Philly. Or, I mean, L. A. Both of them. The Clippers just traded away all they shooting. I don't want nothing they got. Who the Clippers? Anybody. Bogey and Clint for Zubac. And some picks. But you ain't got no picks because you traded them all for Paul George and uh, But ladies and gentlemen, we are gonna take a pause. We will be back tomorrow, same time, eight thirty. Uh, we're going to, we're going to finish the football segment. This segment has turned out to be three hours and 39 minutes, including the pregame, but it was all good podcast. So you could tell we're not actually like exhausted. Like before this was just no. good conversation, but we are, we do have lives outside of the podcast. We have a child Jobs. who has been crying for the last 20 minutes that I need to go check on her mother's here oh, Lord. and her grandmama was here. So she's good. But so we'll be back. Same bat channel, same bat time, same bat place. See y'all next tomorrow. 
Peace out. And if you're a Hawks fan, have a shot for me. It's rough out here. And I'm going to sleep because.